0: fans and welcome to our Vantage Point, the Retro Wrestling Podcast. Thank you guys for being with us here. It's episode number 141. We're kicking off season 15 here on Monday, August the twelfth, 2019. Glad to be back with you guys after a week break from our normal show. But we're here to romp you through the world of retro wrestling yet again. I am Joe Morata, that is Michael Quinn. How you doing, Michael?
1: Howdy
0: doody. Quinn, nice to see you. Nice and refreshed, ready for a new season here, right? Refreshed is a word for it, I guess. (laughs) I guess so. Well, last week, guys, if you didn't check it out, check out our interview with Richard Land from last week. Yeah. We talked about the tape trading mice. Hot interview. It was very hot. You know
1: what also happened last week uh, that I didn't address? What's Uh, that, Michael? We've moved to Podbean. So that, we have, yeah. Yes, you might have not you know? noticed behind the scenes, but that's the idea. Of course, it's been a big project. Yes, in the last couple of days here,
0: we finally had enough of the SoundCloud, and we yeah. are now a proud members of Podbean as we let our SoundCloud contract lapse the next two months. It's going to be the lapse fan contract (laughs) right there. But folks, thank you guys for not lapsing on OVP and for being back with us here as we kick off a new season, which means we got new segments, new things in store for you, new royal rankings. Same old Joe and Quinn. Uh, Same old Twitter, by the way, which you can follow us at at OVP Podcast. We've been making a push to... uh, post some video clips of weird, quirky OVP-type things lately. Yeah,
1: I, you know, I feel like the show is in, like, kind of, like, a transition phase, where we're, you know, trying new things, like a new host, and, and right, clips, yeah. and you know we got new looks going on with the videos sure. and stuff. It, it's all great, really. It, it's fun, and honestly,
0: this season here, we're counting down to 150. By the time we hit episode number 150 at the end of the season, we'll be just about at our three year anniversary. We'll be 150 years old. We'll be 150 right? years old. That's older than Gettysburg just about, so, yeah, I mean, we've got a- <laughs> A lot going on there, Michael. Uh, so folks if you want to hear more about Gettysburg. Check out the Rumble eighty eight yeah. review coming out soon. But uh yeah, so follow us on Twitter at OVP Podcast. You can also email us, of course. Right. At Podcast at gmail.com. That is Podcast at Gmail.com. None of those things are changing. No, no, no. And neither is our uh, group coin that we have over on the Facebook.
1: Yeah, over at facebook.com slash change changing. It's all <laughs> that's the entire change changing. Yeah, David Bowie. Yeah, you found type all that in. Right. It's kind of like a area of the internet that belongs to us it's a little nook right it's called our vantage point retro wrestling podcast group yeah we talk about retro wrestling and if you'd like to find it you type in the search bar our vantage point retro wrestling podcast bing bang boom al gore and all his glory K-Flui sorry, don't forget I, that. <laughs> that never changes. Yeah, the it's flui but it's always be, it anyway. I, know, it's right, I always forget it. Anyway, sorry, I always remember. K-Flui and then you're in. Yep, and you can discuss all the wrestling things. Yeah,
0: and that's the whole point. If you like old wrestling, and if you like the new stuff too, It's fine. But if you like the old wrestling, whether it's one promotion or all of the promotions, uh, come over to the group. We have some, you know, very simple rules there. Don't be an asshole. You right. just, like, talk uh-huh. about the wrestling. Yeah, we have rules now? We have rules now, but the main they're, one is just... They're pretty loose. Yeah, don't be an asshole, okay? Yeah. You know, we don't need to make fun of each other. There's enough of that in this world. Let's let the wrestling unite us, the bad and the good wrestling mm-hmm. unite us here as we make fun of Ken Patero or whatever right. we want to do over there. we talk about math for some reason. Yeah, we talk about math problems, whatever yeah. it is. So uh, go to our Facebook group. It'll be a fun time. We also have a Patreon, uh, patreon.com slash OVP podcast. We're not in this whole podcast game for the money or anything but we do have a lot of extra content including pay-per-view reviews coming out any day now actually will be royal rumble 88 that'll be coming out soon Uh, and we'll have more info later on in the show but patreon.com slash ovp podcast if you want to donate but quinn as we've been doing at the start of every season we like to debut a new segment oh it's new right this is new and this is kind of like a fan appreciation segment in the way because you guys have been with us now for uh for a long ride. You almost, know, almost
1: 150 through, years. Almost
0: 150 years that we've been doing this show. Hey,
1: at least we're accurate, unlike the World Wrestling Federation. Right. F- over 50 years, <laughs> it's not, not true. true. Yeah, yeah
0: we're, we're accurate here. And what we wanted is before this season started, and this is ongoing, you can continue to submit these, is we said, email us at ovppodcast at gmail.com anything you'd like us to talk about. Literally anything. And it will be entered into our wheel. Now, we have a new segment. It's called Wheel You Stop. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. I I see what you did there. It's very clever. Thank you very much. And what we're going to do is we're going to spin a wheel at the first segment of every uh, episode this season. And whatever it is, we're going to talk about we legitimately don't know.
1: Mm-hmm. we actually have no idea and we're prepared to talk about whatever it is. And what kind of wheel is this, Joe? Is it like the Price is Right with that weird the forward wheel it's, or is it like Wheel of Fortune? It's Fortune's? more like
0: a Wheel of Fortune oh, wheel. okay. And we even have some theme music here, so we're going to do one... Wow, theme. Sp- yeah, theme. We're going to do one spin every single episode of this segment and whatever it lands on, we're going to talk about. Is Vanna or Barker involved? No Vanna, no Barker. It's just you and me, Quinn. But here is the uh, official introduction, folks, of Will You Stop... Look at that glamorous game That's show music here. It's beautiful. Tremendous prizes here. So, like I mentioned, folks, we have names on the wheel. Whatever it lands on, we are going to talk about. Quinn and I have no idea here. Where did this crowd come from? I don't know. They're watching. Okay. This is a live audience, don't yeah. you know? It's studio audience. <laughs> <Yeah>. Attic audience. <laughs> All right. Why don't we give the old wheel a spin here, Quinn? Okay. Spin it up. All righty. Let's see what we got. What it, whoa, there's noises, eh? It has landed on uh, Joe McBride. Wow. You are the winner today. Congratulations. Woo. What does he win? Let's find out. Okay. Wow. Joe McBride would like us to do a butterfly effect. Aha. Uh-huh. Oh, uh, remember that segment? Yep. On the Iron Sheik, if he took a payoff from Vern Ganya. Oh, I was just watching <laughs> Really? really got this shit. And broke Hulk Hogan's leg at MSG in January of 84. Mm. How about that? So,
1: first of all, Quinn, just to catch anyone up, what was the butterfly effect segment? It was basically like if something changed in the timeline, like what would be the ramifications? Correct. So we basically
0: take... This uh, scenario here, which in this case is what if Iron Sheik broke Hogan's leg in MSG Mm -hmm. in uh, January of 84, was it? Right, right? and didn't drop the title. And didn't drop the title. We're going to take that and see what could have happened. Quinn, there was a noise, a little butterfly noise you used to do. Do you remember that? Very good. Is that it? (laughs) I don't even remember what it was. All right, well, Joe McBride, you're the winner. We are going to talk about it, so... The context here is in December of 1983, rather famously, Bobby Backlund dropped the WWF title. Good. (laughs) Enough of that. Enough of that.
1: Been dealing with that for like two years now.
0: (laughs) To the Iron Sheik in uh, Madison Square Garden, December 26th, Arnold Scholem threw in the towel. They did a whole neck injury angle. The idea being to bring in Hawk Hogan yeah. from the AWA, like fresh from the AWA. Now, didn't the Hawks save freaking um Bobby Backlund on like Champion Shaw or something? Days later. Yeah. Days later, yep. And so Hogan comes in and makes his debut televised on January 1st, 84. He becomes the big uh, replacement for Bobby Backlund in the Iron Sheik's rematch at Madison Square Garden January 23rd, 84. <laughs> Now, Vince had just scooped him from AWA. Right. Paid him extra to not work out his notice, perhaps.
1: Yeah, and here's the other thing is there, the little background here. here um, Iron Sheik was uh, trained by Vern and, and oh, yeah. worked there for quite a long time as well.
0: Yes, he was rather new to the WWF. Right. Not new to wrestling because, yeah, like you said, in the 70s, AWA.
1: Yeah, so uh, he was a Vern loyalist, so that should be part of the background here. Good why, point. Like,
0: why would he even want to do this right. shit? So the idea, the rumor anyway, and I guess uh, Sheik says it's true, right? Yeah, um, he, he does. That, Uh, you know, Ghani offered me the money to break the
1: leg or whatever, he right? He never says <laughs> who never it says is. Never says Ghani, right? He never says who it is. Because he, he's too loyal to say who it is. Right. But he was willing to possibly consider it.
0: But he basically wound up saying that he was too loyal to Vince and he wasn't going to screw Vince over, right? Mr.
1: McMahon, <laughs> bring me to the wall, <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: Federation. <laughs> Uh, Mr. McMahon, he he's gave like, me
1: the like job. Crying, yeah. He's like fucking crying. I don't do it. My coach, Mr. Gania called me, and he told me, Kostro, don't drop the belt to Hulk Hogan. Break his leg. Bring the belt to Minnesota. Myself uh, and uh, Bell Watts and Jimmy Crockett, we're all going to take care of you $100,000.
0: So anyway, uh, he doesn't do it. But what if he did, Quinn? So what the hell happens? Let's say it's January twenty third, eighty four. Sheik and Hogan in the mid, you know, in the middle of the show is the main event at that point mm-hmm. because it's for uh, basically for curfew purposes and right, keep the right. crowd there and stuff. So middle of the show, you got Gorilla Monsoon and Pat Patterson on commentary, and, and they know kind of what's going to happen, I right? Mean. So what happens? Sheik breaks Hogan's leg, and we have a legitimate ref stoppage. What do they do? Does Hogan Hogan can't
1: physically win? Probably at that point. It depends where Sheik wants to go with it. Does he want to just damage Hogan's reputation by having his leg broke? Or is he trying to stop and, him from and winning? And he still drops the title? Or right. does he just like leave and get a count out? Or, or <laughs> right, is it a ref right. stoppage? Or what the fuck happens? See, that's the thing. One
0: one thing to consider here is the show wasn't ending. Right. This isn't like Survivor Series 97 on
1: pay-per-view. There was still like half of the show left. And what's to say they wouldn't call an audible yes. and find... Whoever the fuck could legitimately beat the shit out of Iron Andre! Yeah, like... Who didn't like him anyway, I don't think. Take the fucking title. <laughs> right. right? And like, just, just to get him the fuck out of there. Have like,
0: Andre fucking pin him in the middle of the ring, because, yeah. like, everyone's always said, if Andre wanted to beat you, he would beat you. Right. You know? Was Andre present for that show? Yeah, he dumped the champagne on mm-hmm. Hogan at the end. Oh, shit. The new heavyweight champion of the world!
1: And now. You, oh! Okay. See, this brings up another point here. Do you think Andre was present as backup just in case some shit went down? Was probably Do wrestling on I'm the just show. saying, like, as a, I'm just saying, as a contingency, McMahon oh, no, no. made sure he was booked on the damn thing. Think about Vince it. Vince wasn't stupid. Vince wasn't stupid. Vince also knew that the guy who had the title used to work for Vern. He must have heard whispers at the very least that, you know... You think someone stooged, stooged, stooged off to him maybe or something like not that? Not even stooged off just as much as that, well, Vince, you better just be careful because of what you're doing and somebody might try to do something. Like, maybe not even say it was the Sheik. Right. But and just, maybe that's why Andre was present that I'm, night. That's fair, Quinn. That could have happened. I don't know for sure. Because uh, I can guarantee you if Sheik did that shit, he wasn't making it out of the building without Andre s- saying, uh, Get over here. Come, come <laughs> talk to me. That's not nice of you. It's not nice of you. <laughs> now, all right, so what happens, though? Let's say Hawk,
0: whether he wins the title or not, right? Yeah. If they find a way to get it on him, let's say, he can't capitalize immediately if he's got a broken leg. So right. does so, this really stall WWF at all, or is it just piss Vince off at more? It, it stalls. It, it stalls, okay. I
1: don't, I, they would have eventually given it to Hogan. But I guess the bigger question to me, I think it's actually like, Andre is the logical choice to like just hold on to it or something, and the fans
0: would have been happy,
1: right? And also, it just from a physical perspective, like if Sheik was going to pull that shit, he's not going to pull that shit on Andre the Giant. That's a good point, (laughs) yeah, honestly. Or unless he likes to, you know, die, right? You you know what I mean.
0: (laughs) So, what do you think Vince does in retaliation to Vern Gagne? Cause that ain't that's pretty bad. How, the, How
1: does he retaliate? Like that's the thing. He doesn't have a stooge like well, in AWA to do anything.
0: I honestly don't know if it could have gotten any worse for Vern anyway. Because Vince still scooped all his fucking talent throughout
1: the rest of the eighties. If you really want to be honest, I mean, i have the, to do much. What the retaliation would be is Vince runs more shows than he even needs to in the Minnesota area until Vern just literally like he's running in the same arenas. Like on the same day He's trying to like You know just, would just never just, do that Just to book him out of the place But what what
0: would give the fans In Vern's You know Loyal area Incentive to watch Vince's show Instead Especially they if have Hogan's Hulk Hogan. Well not if he has a broken leg He doesn't They don't They have Iron Sheik They have Andre the Giant They don't have Sheik Sheik's gone Are you kidding me Well okay <laughs> He fucking breaks She like, Sheik
1: ain't there They have Andre the Giant And Andre the Giant Is number one attraction Wherever the fuck he goes okay. like, all, they, all they have to do Is lean hard on Andre That's their fucking leverage They have Andre Question for you who does Andre
0: feud with? Big Who's first it? feud.
1: I would, I would assume they logically just keep going to stud, right? I mean,
0: uh, yeah, but he's but, around. But, but how him. does that set the world on fire? I mean, Hulk. It does It's it a doesn't. placeholder until Hulk gets back. But does it? Does time run out,
1: Quinn, for Vince to be able to capitalize on this? Depends how long, long his leg is broken. How depends long does a Fuzzy to heal. hair doctor can <laughs> you know get that shit under control
0: for Cooper' abilities. Yeah. but how long does a leg take to heal? A couple of months at the most. Maybe six months, maybe. I don't even know if it is. I guess it depends on which bone and how bad it's broken, right? Yeah. Maybe a few months. Yeah. But you could
1: still have Hogan cut promos, is the thing. Right. And that would still keep him in the public eye. I say that, but that's like Austin used to do that shit. So it's like they didn't even figure that shit out till him. That they could do that with somebody that's injured. Like uh that. no, they did it with Tito, and he, he was out. I guess and they did it with Andre, sort of, because he wasn't hey, like a lo- during the I'm Hogan Andre right food, He barely wrestles. I don't he just, wrestle. He just hangs out with Million Dollar Honeycomb man and, commercial and the uh,
0: big big test. Brain, yeah, it's not even his voice in that Honeycomb commercial, is it? Oh, it's not. I'm hungry. No, it's like way too clear. I'll try to dub it in.
1: <laughs> hungry for a big honey taste.
0: But anyway, no, they did it with Tito Quinn in eighty four, eighty five when he had the knee injury. They had mm-hmm. promos with him the whole time
1: to keep the feud with Valentine hot. When does the Macho Man come in? Because June of eighty five. Well, the Piper just, was there. Piper would be a good oh uh, Roddy Piper. Yeah, that makes sense. But then you lose the
0: future Hogan. No, you don't lose Hogan you Piper down the road. You don't. You just resume it. But how
1: does Hogan get the belt then? Quinn have Piper cost on for the belt, and then it naturally transitions. Wait, Piper wins it. No, no, no. Have, no? A si- have a situation where they say, like, okay, because f- you can get two for one here. Okay, let's hear it. You can get Andre versus Hulk early, right? Do we want that? Maybe you do. I don't know. And you but- can also turn Andre heel. Because oh, you God. Can, you can have him align with Piper. Maybe I don't know, but does just, just to try? You got to do something to transition Andre out of this. But like does
0: Andre? It- yeah, you're right. But does Andre and Hulk mean as much if it isn't three years of buildup of Hogan as champion? That's the problem.
1: Well, does it need it too? Because I mean, you have to remember also is that this point, like eighty seven, is the apex. But they were still fucking on fire in like eighty five and six and all that. Eighty five and
0: six were great. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. Maybe you have Andre. <laughs> this is so weird. Andre World Champion in eighty four.
1: I you'd ha- or Snooka? Super, is he the alternate guy that maybe they could have? You have Superfly found their way. Yeah, the, the, the biggest problem is is that you have to figure out a way to turn Andre heel. No, let's let's, let's you no, but you have to because you want to naturally go to the next baby face. You don't have time to futz around <laughs> with the, like another heel champion.
0: We're only talking maybe six months at the most, though. That Hogan's out. I'm saying,
1: out. I'm saying maybe Andre and Andre's going to turn heel anyway, right? Eventually. Yeah, well, but that, no, we don't know that yet. We don't know that, but I'm sure Vince. <laughs> That was in Maybe, the cards. I, I mean, honestly.
0: I'm warming to the scenario of the title is somehow vacated as a result of chic chicanery at MSG in January. I don't think Vince yeah. would do
1: that. No, I don't think Vince would do that. And I'll Fictitious tell you why.
0: tournament. No, no, no. Snook is the champion. No, no, no. Feud
1: with Piper. Hogan's back. Not Boom. happening. What I, do you mean not happening? I don't think that's happening because Vince, the problem is here is that this is not the time for like <laughs> illegitimate. Champions who were like, because Sheik will just go back to AWA and be like, I'm the real WWF champion. Like, right. You don't want that. No, but who's going to listen to the Iron
0: Sheik in the AWA?
1: If or was he, it that pit If was that it? fucking incident happened, they would. Well, yeah, okay, let's, yeah. let's explore you, you this another way. you got to have lose it. That's you, why I'm like, okay, just send Andre the fuck out there and just kill him. Like, well, like, you know honestly. what? I,
0: I think we accidentally just opened up something here, Quinn, yeah. is what about, what does this do in terms of the AWA's publicity? Where they Oh, have, this
1: helps the AWA. Yeah, that's the other thing. thing. Especially if Sheik goes to AWA. That's the other thing. There's no telling if Sheik, Sheik's now like this free agent. He could go to Crockett shake the
0: free agent what a weird concept though yeah, but isn't he's
1: the, it he's this uncrowned wwf champion
0: yeah it is weird i mean whether in the uh in the wrestling observer or in the uh After Mags, you know at the time yeah it would be very interesting to hear the well, uh, kayfabe's
1: real back then so if if he doesn't legitimately drop the title right it's real right hang like, on bill Aptors
0: wants to say something to me
1: don't call them the Aftermags. i'm uh, oh,
0: sorry all right but yeah you're right though quinn so this is actually huge for the AWA, but also is that... Well,
1: it's an opportunity for Crockett to horn in there. Yeah. You know that. <laughs> I- and then Scoop... Up. Vern thinks he's getting them, and then Crockett's like, I'll give you a fucking million dollars to come to... Mm. Come to- <laughs> but does, Okay,
0: but does WWF still wind up WWF the
1: way we love it and know it? Or is this I think it's them? a little or more Rocky, kay. because ultimately really all they needed was Andre and Hulk Hogan. Well, they needed Hulk Pike. Hogan. They, they needed had, Hogan. And Quinn. Roddy Piper. They have, like, too many people to fail. They're, like, that weird too-big-to-fail scenario. And yeah, it also helped
0: that they had Wendy Richter with uh, Cindy Lauper and, and uh, yeah, Mr. T and all that, too, Yeah, though. and and a, and a solid mid-card and everything. I mean, it's not like Studd and Hogan were lighting the world on fire in 84.
1: Yeah, so all, you know? I'm, all I'm getting at is Dr. That D and all that. I think they would have recovered. Maybe WrestleMania 1 would have been delayed. Like, you think so? they would need time, because if Hogan's injured and yada, yada, yada... Like the whole timetable shifts. Perhaps maybe I don't know.
0: WrestleManias would be in the summer. Going forward. <laughs> <laughs> maybe the whole thing makes me uncomfortable though. Just imagining that you know Hogan doesn't capture the world title that fateful night in January of the twenty third, eighty four. That just is a weird notion, isn't it? That'd be um, interesting though, as as far as a history tidbit. It'd be a day in infamy, I think, yeah. when we're seeing a screw job before a. Well before the Survivor Series, well before the uh, Spider Lady and Wendy Richter screw job, weird, it's like an, a reverse
1: screw job. It's the wrestler screwing the promotion, right? Which, uh, right. It's like if he just breaks his leg and gets the fuck out of there. It's like
0: when David Martino submitted to Ron Shaw in the Philadelphia Spectrum when yeah. he wasn't supposed to.
1: Don't ever bring that up, you fartwad. I just, I just, I'm more fascinated by the idea that like they would sick Andre on him like that that to me because i can't think i can't of any, think of anyone else i can't think of anyone else that they would um, like in the same night what is she like, like waddling out of there in a getaway car after he does this like how, how does yeah, this how, go down yeah that's the other thing how does he plan to pull this off like gorilla real... monsoon himself would get up from
0: the fucking table yeah probably. i know like the uh, loyalist he is like what the fuck are you doing <laughs> get the hell out of here like he no would... he wouldn't say get the hell out of there i'll go fight you right now <laughs> he like would... yeah
1: like he would, too! What do you think you're doing? <laughs> him I, and Pat. <laughs>
0: yeah, Pat.
1: Get in the fucking ring.
0: <laughs> Vince himself would run out. Yeah. We know Vince was there. You see him in the clip when Hogan's coming down the aisle. I, I don't,
1: well, maybe she thought he could escape through the crowd. I don't know. Yeah, like like the, They would riot, though. Yeah. Think I, about I, it. I don't know what they... Like, seriously, like... <laughs> There's a lot of like implications. Yeah, like, I don't think she gets out of there in
0: in, in one, one piece, piece or possibly. with the belt, <laughs> or definitely not with the belt. No, yeah. someone's stopping him before he gets out of MSG. Fuck, Bob Backlin <laughs> would come out and like if he was there. Yeah,
1: because he's if he a was. shooter. He's not like he was. he's not like he can't handle himself. I mean, the like, gaggle like, of people they had back there. Doctor D's... Doctor D. Would he has be, no problem slapping people around. And here's the thing with Doctor D during that time. Which is very interesting, and I think they had him by then. Too. Yeah, they did because right. Hulk. He, Hulk brought him in. Right. He was Hulk's right friend AWA, in AWA, right? AWA. Yeah. and Hulk was commenting actually recently on that podcast he was on. Yeah, um, where about he just lied how he, the whole time he was like, "This dude was fucking crazy," and yes. I li- but I liked his energy, and so we were big God. friends in AWA, and he and like. Literally, he was just talking about how D wouldn't just, he... He's, he's insane, right? He's insane. Like, he, he would be one of the people to run out there yeah. and try to kill Irons. He'd come out with, like, a fucking knife. <laughs> like yeah, he probably. Care. Like, he doesn't Plus, you
0: got guys like Mr. Fuji who would probably just, like, untie Sheik's boots and he trip. <laughs> Aha, to the rib. You know, there's so many different implications. But, folks, we want to know what you think. Joe McBride, thank you for the butterfly effect. And congratulations on being the first contestant here on... Will you stop? That was fun. That, that was, was a, that fun. That's a
1: fun, fun question
0: there. Thank you. We got nine more of these to go, and if we ha- if you haven't submitted one yet, be sure to do so at ovppodcast at gmail.com. But Quinn, when we come back, it is week one, round one of the new Royal Rankings for season 15. We're gonna take a look at the best finishers in professional wrestling. That is coming up right after this.
1: People are bad.
0: A tag team
1: extravaganza! Let the battle royale begin! Looks like Hawk is about to drop in on the fabulous ones! Uh Oh, the Baron's after the animal! But the animal has other plans! Will you look at this! Rick Martell is throwing Steve Kern right out of the ring! Oh my! And the Hawk has Stan Lane all tied up! And he's mad!
0: The battle royale playset comes complete with six figures, referee, and official wrestling ring from Remco. And, and now, now back, back to our Vantage Point, the Retro, Retro wrestling, wrestling Podcast. And welcome back, wrestling fans, to our Vantage Point, the Retro Wrestling Podcast. It's episode number 141. It's August 12th, 2019. And Quinn, did you know we have a
1: Patreon? Yeah, we do. Not oh, Patreon. Not Patreon. <laughs> Patreon.com slash OVP Podcast, That's i heard, a, is what the address is on that
0: one. That is the address. You can go to that at Patreon.com slash Podcast. Three very simple tiers there, Quinn. Uh, three Extremely. tiers of delicious. Delicious tiers. Yeah. <laughs> so for two bucks, you get to see us right now making this show. That's right. You get to see Quinn's uh, KFC Pepsi Cup. You get to see Joe <laughs> learn about the one week. <laughs> yes, that happened. Uh, so <laughs> you can do that. Every single Monday, we release the video version of the audio show that you listen to. It's raw. It's un. Edited. it is uncooked uncensored unkempt uncoof it is where quinn and i record the show and you get to see stuff in between the stuff that hits the cutting room floor little bits like that it's two dollars on patreon if you add one buck to that though you get more video because every other week you're gonna get to see quinn and i watch 1983
1: wwf 1983, can you believe it, Joe? We watched all of 82 already Well, you know what, the other thing you get if you get that Patreon so You get all the, the entire yeah. 1982 year You get every video of us
0: watching 1982 WWF Which is as a lot well. of videos It is, and every other week we watch an episode of Championship in order from 1983 <laughs> WWF Barring any compilation tapes Right, we, sometimes reason, that happens, yeah. you know, footage isn't a available a long time ago It is, but that's only $3 a month to get the raw video And every other week, 1983, that also is available in audio form as well Well, yeah, just like audio podcasts now for five dollars a month. That's the highest tier we go. The hottest tier, the hottest as well. You get everything that we just mentioned, but you also get every single month around the middle of the month, a WWF pay-per-view audio podcast review in order. Incredible. We have done everything so far since Wrestlemania. We just did the uh, Royal Rumble. Just recorded it. It's coming out very soon. Next it's month. It's a real thing. and Yeah. Mm-hmm. and uh, It wasn't good. And next month is Wrestlemania 4. Wow. So we are just trucking through in order. Boy, if we thought that last one was long. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, shit. That'll be the longest one yet. Yeah. That's patreon.com slash OVP podcast. It's if you want to donate. We get it if you don't. That's okay. We understand some people just like listening to the free show. Mm-hmm. No obligation. No pressure. We will not be offended. But if you like what we do and you want to support us in any way, just head on over to patreon.com slash ovppodcast, pick something out, see if you like it, and if you don't, just cancel. It's fine. It's really... It's okay. Really? It's fine. Yeah. yeah. Okay? We're going to be okay. It's going to be all right. All right, Quinn. It is the Royal Rankings... Mm, the royal rankings. Now you know what that is, right? I've, I don't I've heard of it. Okay. Um, maybe we have. I've new done pe- a couple. Yeah, we've done a few, right? Yeah. I'll explain it in case there's anyone new here. Hey, maybe Richard Land brought in the uh, the new fans last week. So hot new
1: fans, hot new English fans. So the, we might- the, the most English of fans. <laughs> Hello, some, mate. Some Americans, maybe Hopefully. some Australians. Oh, crikey!
0: And so let's explain the uh, the royal rankings. Basically, what happens is before the season starts, we ask you the fans to give us your ten best and ten worst of something. And in this case, it was finishers in wrestling, which is a bit of a new one for us. We've done WrestleManias, we did World Champions, Intercontinental Champions, mm-hmm. announcers, yeah. But now we're doing a move, a finishing move. Wow, wow! It's been that many
1: world rankings, huh?
0: Yeah, I know. I, I, that's crazy. It's <laughs> episode one hundred one. It feels new to me still. It, it still does feel new. But basically, what happens is we take your top ten and your bottom ten of your moves here, right? We tally them all up, and then the top ten of each with the most votes make the final ranking pool, or Puel, right? Puel. It's officially a Puel. Puel and Mm Hoshkule, JR would say. Big Daddy Kuehl. Big Daddy Kuehl. And then every single week, we draw out two names from that pool randomly, and you can see that on the raw video, and we rank them until by the end of the season, we have the definitive scientifically ranked proven Time-tested, time-honored OVP-certified GMO rankings.
1: No GMOs. I no G- non-GMO. We, don't, yeah, we, we don't, don't fucking GMO. Don't get it wrong with the GMOs. <laughs> yeah, They're there's very, zero GMOs. All the science that's involved in this, we don't want anything artificial <laughs> messing up the pool. There's no the, aspartame the in this. Yeah, <laughs> no saccharin. No, 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 aspartame. No Xanax gum. Don't worry about What's it. That's the shit that's in like Diet Coke or whatever. Aspartame. That's the as- aspartame. I think that. so.
0: Yeah. Uh, you bet your sweet aspartame. All right. So right now, Quinn. Without any further ado, why don't we go down to Howard Finkel? <laughs>
1: Just in case you, you haven't knows. listened, to this first song is always a surprise to Quinn me. Quinn never. Have, yeah. <laughs> he won't. Tell, he won't show it to me. Our, so. our
0: music department does this, yeah. and then we we see what it is. So let's go down to Howard Finkel for the royal rankings. Ladies
1: and gentlemen, it is now.
0: Uh, drop. <laughs> Superfly parched
1: 15 feet high. <laughs> <The> thing, <laughs>
0: Uh, finishers was in that? wrestling.
1: Huffing and puffing at the end? That there. was
0: Jake Channing DDT from Heroes of Wrestling.
1: Oh, God. <laughs>
0: oh,
1: my goodness. You had
0: to pull that out. I had to pull that out. But, folks, we are going to pull out two names now as we rank the finishers. Quinn, since we're kicking it off here, let's talk about real quick finishers in wrestling. Uh, they, what is
1: a finisher, Joe?
0: Well, in theory, anyway, until wrestling really evolved, in WF wrestling, anyway, the last mm-hmm. 10, 15, 20 years, a finisher used to, believe it or not, finished the match
1: whoa really yes it did now here's something i <laughs> want to talk about with this real quick Go ahead, because it's it's always something that's been the big appeal to me about a finisher yeah is that there seems to exist something in kayfabe where like if somebody else does somebody else's finisher they don't do it as good because yes, the other right. guy like practices it better <laughs> it's or their something expertise right <laughs> right it's, it's supposed to be like they a- can do the same fucking move same impact, but it doesn't. It just doesn't work as right. well.
0: The only thing it does is add insult to injury. Sometimes, right. if someone does your finisher to you, right? The most
1: infamous being the Rock and Stone yeah. doing each other's finishers that was like
0: all the time back then. But
1: yeah, but the, especially at the seventeen was especially. like that. That was really cool. Yeah.
0: Now uh, a finisher used to finish the match. You didn't usually need more than one. These days, especially in WWE wrestling, there's tons of finishers with false finishes. Like they do them right. three fucking times sometimes, and he kicks out. To be fair, I don't I'm, like it.
1: Unlike normal television programming, the like finisher it. generally works, but like it's on pay per view where they're like, oh, it, like it matters, so they have like extra resilience or I some know. shit. Well, here's one thing,
0: Quinn. Right about finishers, and again, this is a little preamble, folks, just to get you in the mood for the finishers. What was cool is back in the day, Mm -hmm. when you would watch like superstars or the squashes on Raw. One of my favorite parts.
1: You'd get to see everyone's finisher, because that's how they would win. Right. Like, here's the coolest part, and and this is why I always say we need jobbers back. This is like one of the reasons. Right. It's because all the finishers just seem like death. Like, right. because these jobbers would just go down like schmucks you to it. Like, like, it did not matter. Like, fucking million dollar dream yep. week after week, it just kills them. Slop drop. Yeah. Like, whatever yeah, it might it be, matter. right? What, what was the uh, trash compactor? <laughs> yeah, or whatever. it was actually fuck. a pretty good move, right? Yeah, like, but it didn't, like, it didn't matter how sh- weird and dumb it was or whatever, no. it fucking worked. It fucking
0: worked, and you got to see that. And then the the hype was, well, now you got a, a pay-per-view marquee match with two guys. And which both every, have finishers. Right, which everyone's going to get that finisher first, they're going to win. And mm-hmm. sometimes the announcers, if they were good, would harp on that, like, you know, if he gets that figure four locked
1: in, Jess, or whatever it is, like, right? Uh, I remember always with the honky-tonk man, because he barely ever <laughs> hit it, the shake-round roll, but they would act like, well, if he hits it, that's it's, it. That's it, right. So finishers were a big deal.
0: They still are to me. I mean, when you played the old wrestling video games, you wanted to know how to do the finisher, right?
1: Right. And to this day, when I <laughs> yeah. play a wrestling video game, <laughs> right. I don't play them as much, but if I do, I always am like, okay, how do I do the finisher? That's like one of the first questions right. I ask. And a lot of times, especially, again,
0: in WWF, the finishers would be cleverly named to go along with the wrestler's gimmick or character. Which
1: makes sense even at a kayfabe level because if it's your finisher, you're going to name it something. Yeah, right? and it's great
0: marketing too, if you really think right. about it. Yeah. it just, it's, it's just good branding. So we're going to finally draw it to the time for talking is done. It's turkey done also or is it time i don't
1: think there's turkey
0: involved in this there's no survivor series or anything like that no no turkey but let's all find out now what drew number one he just got nailed with a tombstone what is it i think it's a tombstone and it's over tombstone city it's the uh Pile driver or the tombstone? They are combined they're into classified one. Classified as one because they're, huh? they're both a pile
1: driver. Well, the pile driver is like that's some old school shit. Like the pile driver, yeah, man. Carl Gotch, I think, invented that, didn't he? Or so, yeah. Luthez. I can't remember. Here's what I find so fascinating about the pile driver in general: great freaking move. It's a great move. Really, it, it's one of those moves that can legit hurt you. Uh, yeah. Um, but the other thing <laughs> yes. about it that it has this weird history over the years where it's been banned and then not banned. Like, sure. I, it was treated like a absolutely lethal weapon for many years. Right. And to the point where it didn't even like certain state athletic commissions truly ban it. So like it actually couldn't be done. You mean in the in
0: the total kayfabe days, right? Where, they, yeah. where the athletic commissions did govern in wrestling? Yeah, I yeah. believe so. The pile driver in uh, the Tennessee territories over the past 50 years has pretty much always been an automatic disqualification. And that's how heels were able to do it behind the referee's back and injure a baby face and get heat. Obviously, the pile driver, folks. If you're not familiar with it, whether it's a reverse, which is a tombstone, or whether it's a real one, you're basically getting dumped on your head. <laughs> right, but with force, with not force. with just dropped. You're being spiked into the ground, basically. Yeah, and a lot of different guys have used it. The reason I think it's a great finisher is because, like you said, this would really hurt in real life. Yeah, but no, you can, no doubt about it. But I mean, you can mask you can it, do obviously. It safely. So some guys that have used it notably as finishers, obviously Jerry Lawler
1: would be one. Yeah, who his whole career, the crown him. Yeah, yeah that's right. It, it make that's why we said the powder made sense for him. <laughs> actually, because it's like literally you can say he crowned him because he's right. laying on his head. I like, guess you're right. It, I, I never actually, thought of that. Oh, I, oh really? I thought really? that I thought it totally fit the king. Like, well, Harley Race used it as well, so would you say that that... Uh, <laughs> now, this is really funny, though, because yeah. he used it before, yes. but because I mostly knew him as the king in yeah, WF, yeah, yeah. Right. I thought like it was something to do with <laughs> Jerry the King Law. No, no. Like, I was like, oh, he's the king, so he <laughs> right. should... Like, I even thought, like maybe I'm wrong, but did Haku use it when he was king, too? I don't know. I think his finisher was always the thrust kick, wasn't it? Oh, okay. Haku? Yeah, I just maybe I just that was all headcan. Like, <laughs> I, I, so, I just I just I thought that when he became the king, and whenever <laughs> anybody won the king of the ring, they should use the pile driver. Right. Obviously,
0: now obviously there's a lot of variants of the pile driver, but you know in terms of the straight up mechanics of the move. You pick him up, like, in a powerbomb position by the waist, and you drop down, and uh, they land on their head, in theory. Paul, Paul Orndorff had a really good jumping yeah, piledriver in he the 80s. Pile driver, really yeah, a jumping
1: piledriver, yeah. Really cool. Now, there's also some dumpy ones that sure. are, like, to me, like, they look fake. Like, Like, Donald like P. Donald like, P. Morocco. Yeah, he is... Like that is the laziest fucking pile driver I've ever seen. It's like he just falls on his knees. Like, and, it's, like, <laughs> like, and so a lot of times they don't even like come close to hitting them. Like, it's yeah. not even like he like puts them in the right position on his legs so that it's as, as close it possibly can be. I know. It's like he just sometimes he just like holds them and lands on his knee. He and he did like a very crappy. Re- it was a reverse pile driver also, it's right? So, so it was just dumpy. Like, It was crappy. But to be honest, it also fits his character of just being lazy. Uh, I agree yeah, you know I agree I mean? with
0: that His beach bum motif <laughs> Yeah Obviously Undertaker And Kane Right Especially Undertaker so,
1: Popularized the reverse Piledriver The I Tombstone I would say That this is probably The most famous Possibly Right um, Because the Undertaker It's the Undertaker Right right Everyone knows about the Everyone knows The Tombstone Is when you put him away That's it And plus it's got that name Tombstone.
0: Tombstone, which is a great name for a right. finisher. Now, the reason the tombstone and the pile driver are combined here is because the they're both pile drivers and they mm-hmm. both moves kind of got a real lot of votes. I figured, let's just dump them together. Yeah. Why separate the tombstone and the pile driver? And but- there's even
1: like. There's modifications of it, too. There's a too. Michinoku driver. Michinoku driver. Which is like a body slam into a pile the driver, kind of. one-winged angel that you just learned about. The one-winged angel, yes. Yeah. Kenny Omega. Uh, the Steiner screwdriver is essentially yeah. a pile driver variation. Yeah. There, uh, Zangief had one as well. Quinn. Right, the one where he jumps and <laughs> spins, and, and then Ryu's like, fuck, all my life's gone. Like <laughs> The 360, of course. Yeah. <laughs>
0: I think the Tombstone though might be among the
1: all-time best finishers because the thing about the Tombstone though is that like Go ahead. I, I'm so torn about the Tombstone okay, because the Tombstone it. is in the classification of the ones that look somewhat fake. Now it's because he lands on his knees, right? Like Donald P does. Now
0: you like a seated pile driver is what you're saying. Yeah, like what King does. Yeah, that or shit, Paul like, Orndorff. Yeah, like that crap looks real. Bret Hart used the uh, pile driver as a finisher in like '88 for a little bit mm-hmm. when he was a single.
1: One thing about Bret Hart, he'll beat you so many different ways, and he just
0: beat them Classic, classic pile driver. was even hurt. The seated pile driver, but again, you can really hurt someone that way. That's actually right. a higher risk move. The tombstone is almost zero risk. Yeah, and and when it's done poorly. You can really see, yeah. like I remember Undertaker doing it to Jake at WrestleMania eight on the outside, And but
1: he's like really protecting him. Jake's head's like a yeah. foot from the mat. Yeah, well, he's got to. Of like, course, yeah, of course. Like, I'm not taking any chances out here.
0: But in kayfabe, though, Quinn, what do you think of the tombstone? And we're talking a, a big guy, build at six foot ten inches. Well, I think in theory you should
1: never get the fuck up from it ever because right. you're being drilled on your head. Unlo- okay, the one un- unless the one excuse is supernatural characters like kane or whatever they, like to be fair they can get up from kane it. has already been burned in an inferno or whatever so it's well, like it, true, it doesn't yeah. it, like this is the least of his problems being tombstone. <laughs> like i'm just saying
0: well the other thing is those guys also know the counter really well like you don't, right. you shouldn't try to tombstone them because they flip right well, out of you it
1: remember paul bear said kane uh you know he'd watch videos of his brother wrestling when he was growing up with his burned face like in the living room, and Paul Bear would like give him a sandwich or whatever while do, I was like watching.
0: What do you think Paul Bear made as a sandwich?
1: I'm thinking bologna. Well, I don't so think he was I'm much of a cook. It's, it's child cane, right? So he's probably it's wants child the, the
0: crusts cut off. But is it bologna though with like mustard?
1: Yeah, I mean, Paul Bear, you know, he's living this double life. He's He's got got a culinary. He's got to manage the Undertaker and not let him know that he's hiding Kane at his house. And he's also got to direct his funeral, right? He's got he's got multiple things he needs to do. So Paul, I don't think he's really like time for this. Other than cutting off the crust, that's his way of saying I love you, Kane. Right. Of course, I
0: love you, son.
1: But the quality of the sandwich is not very good because Paul can't. He doesn't have much time. bologna with mustard.
0: (laughs) But the thing is, that they live in the funeral home.
1: Maybe in like the back. Yeah,
0: right, like, well, you live in it, right? If you are like, a mortician. A home. I mean, <laughs> it's, it's true. It's, so it's not Kane, called the funeral parlor. It can be. It can so, be, but I think he lived in a home, did he not? I think so. And you're saying burned child Kane is sitting in there with his baloney watching The Undertaker on Superstars.
1: Well, like, yeah. But aren't they like two years apart? No, no, no You don't understand. Oh, sorry. Li- he's his little brother. Jeff, so they're like it do- two it years doesn't apart matter. It doesn't matter. In real life. Don't, don't think about that. Sorry. Don't, okay. don't think about the Excuse age me, at I'm all. Sorry. I didn't mean to. Yeah. Uh, so that's
0: the that's the pile driver, basically. A re- <laughs> And a little bit about Kane's upbringing. Yeah. A very devastating move when it's done right. You don't see a lot in the WWE anymore. I think that's well, I know why. It's to limit the chance of head and neck injuries. They really drastically it. they still let the it. fucking
1: Undertaker do it. Because he specializes he's like, oh, 1, as... 1,000 years old, but again, his age does not matter because he's undead He's or like whatever. Raiden from Mortal yeah. Kombat. Yeah. But they, I think the only people they let
0: do it anymore are Undertaker and Kane.
1: Yeah, and Kane's too busy mayoring He's right marrying. Yeah. You know, he's come a long now, do, way do since you, <laughs> the baloney. <laughs> Just on, a, on an aside here, yeah, since sure. we're a little early. Yeah. Do you think... <laughs> When his like term is up that he'll probably just come back to WWF somehow. I hope not. it's like fifty-two already. Yeah, but he's a supernatural I character. Don't care. Like he's so I'm old. just saying, supernatural people, age doesn't matter. They're so old. It doesn't matter, Joe.
0: I think that the uh the pile is a great move. It is yep. high risk in real life, I mean, but in K holy shit, would that knock you out? And you'd be done. Oh, yeah, yeah. There would totally totally no. makes There'd sense as a nothing. finisher. Yeah, you'd be done. So we'll see what we're gonna be stacking it up against because it is now time to see what move drew number two.
1: big guns, Quintus, the wow. Stone Cold Stunner. Well, Stone Cold Stunner. Now, we were talking earlier. Th- this does not have some alternate name of any kind, does it? Not like, really. I mean, I you, was... You were thinking Ace Crusher yeah, or something? That's the Diamond Cutter, yeah, it? that's a Diamond. Cutter. I think so. Well, the Stunner is basically... Well, how is the Stunner different than
0: Okay, yeah. so the, the Ace Crusher or the RKO or the Diamond Cutter, you're basically grabbing them by the face, you know, from behind the shoulder, and you're slamming them into the mat, is the idea. Right. You're taking all your momentum with you and you're pulling them down. It's a jawbreaker, essentially. But the stunner is you grab them and you're slamming them on your shoulder in like a face lock, and you're taking the brunt of the impact on your own ass. right. But right. it looks cool.
1: It does, and especially when it's sold well. Like if The Rock was always like the best at selling it <laughs> with the back flips and shit. It's good. Yeah, I know. Like to me, like moves should it should not only look cool, but the the effect should be like cartoonishly like ridiculous. Well, like, it yeah, should, it should, like kill you. So this
0: is a big this is a big departure, and other people have used the stunner. Steve Austin popularized it in 1996, obviously, mm-hmm. and it became, it became the Stone Cold stunner, became the Stone right? Cold yeah. Stunner, yeah. and obviously is still associated with him to this day even when guys like Kevin Owens do it or whoever does
1: it, right? But do they say Stone Cold Stunner or do they just say Stunner? It's probably not, just Stunner Yeah, okay. And there are
0: variations but the Stunner for all intents and purposes is Steve Austin's move, right? Right. I know Disco Inferno used to do it sometimes. Oh yeah, that's true. Um, I forget what it was called. Dance Buster, I forget mm. it had it had some name Oh! oh the Chug Buster From one, two and he beat one, I don't believe it the Disciple did it. It was called the Apocalypse because WCW is so clever. Mm-hmm. Get it? Disciple, yeah. Apocalypse, DOA. Yeah, 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 ha, ha, ha. yeah, they're not in business anymore. <laughs> so uh, when Austin did it, though, it was great because here's what's great about the stunner it's quick impact and it can come out of nowhere. Right. It's like
1: boot, done. That's what I like about it. It's like a second it takes. About this boot business. Yeah, boot. I think that makes it look really sloppy. Okay, tell me why.
0: Quinn is always here to break the myths. Quinn is here to bring reality and bring things
1: down to the level, damn it. To me, that... When he started doing more of the boot, like, before he would, like, kind of set up for it in a weird like diamond cutter way do you remember like he like out earlier of the, days like yeah. out of the corner uh-huh. and then like land on his butt like <laughs> yes like, but like when he started doing the kick to me that's we have to make it look good for mr mcmahon when he gets it done like to me that was always like the chain once he started doing it to like authority figures he added the boot part well it's to double them over so it's easier to stun him obviously right i just i there's something it makes that just, sense. There's something about that that just looks lazier, and I I can't put my finger on it. I I, I can't like quantify why it's like shittier. Or well, something.
0: sometimes the boot, if it, if he doesn't connect with it, it looks really sloppy. Yeah, I agree but, with you there. It's like a light little tap, right? But the stunner is a great move in terms of a finisher. Because the way it's sold, like you said, can really sell it as death or very comedically like The Rock or Yeah, but even Scott the Hall. comedic
1: one makes it seem like death because, again, if The Rock's like literally they're selling the that the, imp- the impact from <laughs> him like it's so falling stupid. is so like fucking ridiculous that it like d- doubles him over yeah, basically. Gets a 6.4 on the s- score in gymnastics yeah.
0: in the Olympics from doing that. The one with Scott Hall is funny too. Mm-hmm. You ever see that one from 18 where he, like,
1: jumps ridiculously well, high? Hull, he's pretty good at stuff. Like, yeah. you know, even when he's not at his best, yeah. he, he still, like, knows the business. <laughs> yeah. like, he knew that would look good, and he did yeah. it, you know. Uh, some people have sold it poorly, like Donald Trump that one time. He, mm-hmm. like, fell forward. Even Vince's first one was a little, like, he, Fugazi, Vince, Yeah, the thing is, once Vince knew, like, okay, I'm going to be doing this a lot, right. like,
0: he, he was really good at it. But I think the stunner's a great move because it can be done to anybody. Right. The tombstone cannot be done, or the
1: pile driver uh, the cannot be done to anybody. Is to me, it worked perfectly when Austin was actually injured because it's so it's easy so to execute. Easy. Now, yeah, it, really, I mean, all you're literally doing is just sitting down, right? <laughs> like, so essentially. Actually, and actually, I always associate the not even the the running from the corner one, that kicking kick one, kick wham de- stunner de- as they came, called it. That the kick wham stunner version that came like after he was hurt from Owen Hart more so. He was like yeah. al-
0: doing it a lot more. You're, let's put it that way. You're right, and that's really. If I'm not mistaken... That's really when the stunner began to heat up in popularity was right. when he was injured and doing it to like slaughter and but JR the, the and kick all that. wham stunner era. Yeah, kick wham stunner. Right. <laughs> right. Not, not to be confused with regular stunner. Right. Like corner stunner. Right, whatever right. It was. 96
1: stunner is like junkier looking though. It's like slow. I'm always thinking of holding Sabio Vega's neck in the corner yes. and then like running in but yeah. landing on the butt rather than like on the back like the diamond cutter. Right. That's exactly what it is. But I think it's great. I think to this day when
0: anyone does it including Austin himself it gets a great pop because people just have such fond memories of this as a move yeah
1: and the one thing I will say the boot does add to it um, as far as the Austin stuff yeah it looks defiant of authority it's like I'm gonna kick you almost in the penis and then I'm gonna like crack your neck
0: yeah, and in theory the what it's doing, yeah, it's cracking your neck on the person's shoulder. But it's
1: also like it's almost like essentially a sucker punch, but it's a kick. A sucker it's kick. A, a sucker kick, and yeah. I kinda like that that is the one part. It fits Austin's character. It just Perfectly. looks weirder when other people do it. Yeah, I don't it yeah.
0: looks very unnatural when anyone else does the stunner, right. right? Didn't
1: like Tammy Sitch do it in WCW. When the stunner was like Stone Cold's finisher when like Stone Cold was Stone Cold. Yeah, ninety seven, like two thousand one or so. People were like it became like a trope it became like the leg drop. Like it was yeah. like it was just one of those things that everyone
0: was doing it, was, it all the time it was
1: associated with professional wrestling. Yeah, you're right, but uh, it's only Which at it, its best when Austin does it. To be fair, that's saying something about Austin in general that his special maneuver became associated with just like generic wrestling. How true, Hulk Hogan's leg drop became just generic, just wrestling uh, wrestling move. Right? Yeah, that's true. And you know what? Another thing
0: about the stunner is a lot of kids would do it to each other. I've never been pile driven.
1: We can change that you baloney eating stone cold shit dick have I you have. ever
0: been I've never been pile driven yeah, thankfully ha- it happened that's not smart though like now I say that when as we were, a dad when and we all were that, kids it's like we didn't shit, think about man.
1: it we were just like well they yeah, do it on wrestling and it's fake ugh, I can't like, fathom yeah. it now though because that's I not am a father a, and, yeah ugh. but that's the problem with a lot of some of these moves is that kids are told nowadays like yeah wrestling's fake just so you know yeah. so like they assume like oh those moves don't hurt so we can do them to each other Yeah, like, I that's know. what we thought we were just like what the fuck like who cares like yeah. it's yeah, we're getting serious here. Next week, our guest will be Pat
0: Buchanan. Yeah, no, <laughs> no like, but you're the, the one that brought <laughs> in. The I'm sorry, but the stunner—if you do that to your friend, like no one—it it doesn't hurt anybody. Plus, no. like when you do it, you never fall on your own Just ass like the anyway. Leg drop doesn't hurt. Yeah, yeah, if you do it right. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, that's the stunner. Great finisher. I mean, it won Austin his. Uh, titles in the WWF. Obviously, he beat Shawn Michaels with it. Undertaker did the the Tombstone to Hulk Hogan in uh, 91 on the chair. These moves won belts. That's that's the thing, and they were associated with the character so strongly. I believe it is ranking time, Quinn. Let's find out what the hell what's the deal here, because we've got two moves that we have to talk about, folks, and then over the course of the season, eight more are going to be introduced. They're going to be pulled from the pool, and we have to see what's the best and why. So, Tombstone well, versus okay. or a pile driver right. versus the stunner.
1: I want to. I want to say something first. here. Say it, Quinn. Is I think with these th- finishers, the two biggest factors are probably going to be this: the entertainment value out of the finisher. Correct. Yeah, I agree. And does it like look real? You yeah. Know, so that's the thing. And that's it's perfect for these two finishers. Honestly, that that comparison because I want to say definitively, I think the stunner is more entertaining. Yeah, but the but the tombstone or, slash pile driver is like just is more legi- devastating, and, more looking, devastating right? and legitimate,
0: and has more of a like a, a higher impact. Well, they both have impact, but there's just something very um, final about a tombstone. Here's
1: what's interesting about these moves when you compare them: the tombstone, the proper reaction of the recipient is to be like just passed out, whereas yeah, just the dead. stunner, the reaction is to be like. Animated, animated and then and, die and then die <laughs> because you're supposed to be stunned like, like yeah right like, right like, and then like there's a reaction and then you pass out
0: the problem there though is that you can take that in one direction or another you could do the Vince initial cell where he like shakes like an idiot right you could do the rock backflip you could do the Scott Hall like well, launch into the air what's
1: interesting though is that is that make it better because it gives creativity to the recipient they can, <laughs> they, guess, can yeah. they, they can have fun with it basically they could make variations on The reaction. I liked Michael straight up
0: sell of it at WrestleMania 14. Well, he just went straight out. I love it. He just flips boom right onto his back, and it was nice to see him get pinned (laughs) (laughs) and lose a title in the ring for once. But no, for real, that's a cool sell. But the pile driver, again, not just the tombstone, but the pile driver, man, the
1: impact. You don't see moves like that all the time. I think the thing that adds to the mystique of the pile driver is the like literally being banned for real. I was just going to say, Stunner was never banned. No, but it also was in an era of like. Yeah, you wouldn't like, be banning moves. He, not, there's no. The athletic commissions don't matter Jim anymore. Jim Cornette's not booking this, yeah. you know? But the pile driver had a,
0: obviously a longer storied history. A stigma, if you a will. A stigma. Does the fact that Austin almost single handedly propelled a move to stardom say something versus the pile driver, which is more of a generic finishing move?
1: I don't think so because okay. cause Stone Cold, it just. I think it was his position in the co- like company over time. Right. He was doing the stunner when he wasn't really anybody. Like, in 96, like, yeah. Yeah. So it didn't like... True. You're I don't right. think he propelled it as much as his, his own popularity. You know, if you're the most popular character, whatever your finisher is, that you're going to be... It's going to be attributed to like professional wrestling as the whole. True. I mean, look at Hogan. He dropped a fucking leg right. and he was
0: associated with it even though that's nothing. It's not like anything, that move. What's funny is that that move wasn't even his
1: original finisher because the yeah. axe bomber. Much better move, yeah. in my opinion. But I mean, looks cooler. I forget what the story is behind why he changed the leg drop, know. but it's it's something. Yeah, I wish he wouldn't have. But but actually, he 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 himself, which is interesting about this, and this is interesting to finishers in general. Yeah, he said that the leg drop is actually what caused him the most injury. Yeah, in his because career. He's sitting on his own spine every single night. Right. Yeah. For years. So the move that looks the least devastating hurts the person doing it the most. Yeah. Isn't that kind of crazy? Right. Whereas the. Yeah. Uh,
0: tombstone i think in the stunner no real risk to the person doing it essentially but maybe austin
1: I'm, like because if he's landing on his ass same way, it's, it's, a leg it's drop. the same
0: thing as a leg drop good point the tombstone
1: carry or a pile driver carries a much higher risk it's well, risk to the recipient yeah um it does carry a little bit of risk to the person doing it joe because you could fuck your knees up like you keep landing on your knees if you're doing a tombstone yeah yeah or if you're sitting on your ass, you're
0: compressing your spine, again, yeah. the same way the leg drop or the stunner. Right. So we're about equal there. The visual imp- the visual impact of either, they're both really good. Like, you see
1: that stunner, you know it's a finishing move, right? I think what we didn't talk about with the tombstone, which, with the visual part, yeah. is that the coolest part about the way the Undertaker does it is he lands it, and then he does that, like, your dead pin where he puts <laughs> their arm... Like yeah, yeah, but, they're yeah, in I the, know. but they're in the per, the other thing that's awesome about it is the way they land. Yeah. They land like he's an Undertaker burying them. Like he's in front of them from the head You're position. Right. And then flips like,
0: the hair up and looks at the camera.
1: It's perfect. That like, is. To me, from a visual perspective, mm. there's not there's not quite a many moves that are like made for the camera like that. But
0: what about Austin with after doing the stunner, the big middle finger barrage, and getting down in their face sometimes? But all and of talking that was shit? like
1: added later. It's not like the it's, it's not the, in the, the context of finishing the match, right? Right, yeah. Like the Undertaker's was just like it's all built into one motion. Like you know <gasps> what I mean? Yeah, this
0: is a this is actually tougher than I yeah. thought it would be to start ranking finishers here. Mm-hmm. I mean, in, in kayfabe, they both win matches, right? Oh yeah, pile they're, drivers. There, there, there. No doubt
1: about it. Finishers, there like no, yeah. there's not, there's no stretching the truth. There, they, they're fucking finishers. I mean, there, there's been occasions with the Undertaker when he got older. That right. people would kick out of it because, again, the whole kayfabe stupid shit. Where like, if you're older, you yeah. you like lose your effectiveness or something. Yeah, but like also- that shit happened to Cena and all that. You know what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, but that's
0: also just the way they started booking wrestling, where finishers were not finishers anymore. It was a sequence of them and reversals and yeah, false finishes. That's not just the Undertaker, but and the pile driver. As the years went on, you know, as you go from 60s to 70s to 80s and then into the 90s the regular pile driver became not a finisher anymore. Well, you know
1: what i think added to that um you know who cuz this this is something that nobody ever talks about but there was a lot of moves that were finishers that a lot of cruiserweights adopted as like just moves. transition
0: moves Right, and the pile driver was one, a power bomb was another. Right. Things like and that. And so,
1: like to me, that's when the effectiveness of some moves like that went down. Yeah, and I think also
0: in the WWF anyway, when they started switching in these more unique, a little bit more marketable moves, as opposed to something generic like ah, pile driver. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Where yeah. like Brett had the sharpshooter. You know, and these these very marketable little bite sized things. Yeah, yeah. The rock bottom, which is a piece of shit. You know, but yeah. it looks cool. Uh, but I anyway, don't like the rock bottom.
1: Nah. It's a slam.
0: I mean, it's just it's okay. It, lo- just, it, looks, I, it cool. looks cool. Like I don't know. I've always liked it. I, I like thought
1: the, it, I th- it looked effective. I like
0: the boss man slam a little more. Similar I mean, it's but just like you better. pick them
1: up and put them into the
0: boss man slam position. You don't throw. I know, but the, the boss ropes. man slam—they're coming off the ropes in the momentum. It's like well, he stops yeah. your momentum and flattens but you. But That move only works for fat guys. If you're the Rock, like yeah, you, you have to do it that way. Big fat guys. Yeah. All right. Uh, what are we? What are you thinking as number one? Because I'm having a tough time trying to figure it out. But I think the stunner might be number one.
1: I don't know though the tombstone. I, I'm actually like a little going towards the tombstone now because which would include pile driver under it though. You got to yeah, remember, yeah, just
0: because. Are you I mean, getting dumped on your head?
1: Yeah, especially <laughs> watching the earlier stuff, like how we're doing in '82. Like I feel like that is like built in my head more that the tombstone is just absolute death. Like maybe it's the, the years and years and years of buildup that maybe assist the tombstone slash pile driver here because, like, I don't know of anything that can really... Le- it's rare that there's stuff that can legitimately almost kill you. Right, whereas the
0: stunner, the imp- most of the impact of the stunner, we're going kayfabe now, mm-hmm. is on the person sitting down on the mat. It's like, literally, you're just putting your someone's head on your shoulder, but you're dropping to the mat. Think
1: about this ironic thing right here that I just stumbled on. Go ahead. What is the move that almost finished off Stone Cold <laughs> Steve Austin yeah. from doing... Any more stunners
0: the uh reverse pile driver seated, you know, yeah my heart, which uh,
1: sadly, but yeah. yeah um stunner wasn't able to help him now shut <laughs> sure. it that way you, you're so far past the line that you can't even see the line the line is a dot to you let's go pile driver I'm going pile driver I'm okay have, with it. it's just the fact that it's like you rarely rarely find something like some of these moves hurt, yeah but like you rarely find something that's like legitimately dangerous. You're it right. Is so rare, and that's not the only
0: criterion. Obviously, is legit danger here, but it has all the it hits all the, the all the check boxes that the stunner does. Yeah, it looks really good in kayfabe. It makes sense in real life. It carries danger. Like mm-hmm. it, it hits everything. It's yeah. one titles. It's one matches. It was banned.
1: Yeah, and it's just it's, anything that becomes a pile driver becomes dangerous. Yeah, I like, think there's
0: inherent danger in a pile driver. Right, I think it could still be a finisher today in WWE if they had people do it you know and you all know, you gotta do is just
1: train like honestly you, know. you send someone to the PC and they say all you're gonna do is do drivers to a dummy until you can make sure that that head never touches the yeah, fucking mat exactly like, and they, they have the tools i've seen it and they like, have a bunch of dummies at the yeah.
0: performance center you know what i'm saying yeah. but yeah i mean and then you just recondition the audience that this standard pile driver is a finishing move it's still credible to this day right stunner a great one too i don't know that the stunner is as much of a
1: finisher as it was a phenomenon yes you know what That's i'm saying true. if somebody else did that and they weren't at the level right lost, then we probably would have never piled up with the whatever teal hopper. Right, (laughs) right. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So I think that'll do it, Quinn. I think we will
0: uh, run down now our official rankings here for week one of the Royal Rankings of Finishing Moves. Of course, we're going to be adding two at a time each week here as we finish off the list. But for week number one, why don't we uh, check out the list of finishers? At number one, it is the pile driver, including the Tombstone, And at number two, the Stone Cold, or just the Stunner, that is the Royal Rankings of Finishers Week 1. Quinn, when we come back, one last go-round in the zone. The end of the zone. The end of the zone. That'll be coming up right after this. And now the most dangerous finishing move in all of wrestling
1: a pile driver. Pile driver is a devastating move. Even if you've taken the bump a thousand times, it doesn't take but one time, one mistake. You could be paralyzed. Here's how Private Payne avoids a broken neck. His head is tucked up between
0: his opponent's thighs, so it doesn't really slam into the mat. Private Payne's shoulders take all the impact, not his head.
1: When I land, I land vicious and hard. But most of the uh, shock will be to my butt and upper thigh area. Private Payne uses his arms to push himself up at the moment of impact. The fans think he's been piledrived into the canvas headfirst. Hi, this is jameson Remember me? <laughs> yeah, me neither. You're listening to our Vantage Point Retro Wrestling Podcast. It's the best.
0: And welcome back, wrestling fans, to our Vantage Point, the Retro Wrestling Podcast. It's episode number 141. And before we get into the zone for hopefully the last time, Quinn, yeah. we uh, have a few podcasts that are in our zone and we want you to check them out. They are independent wrestling podcasts, Very you know. Independent. They're not associated with the Conrads of the world and all those people, the well, big bucks that's and the, good. the blue chew. Yeah, yeah, it is good. We're gonna make it on our own. That's it. We marry Tyler Moore. <laughs> that's exactly right. Check out uh, three friends of the show. Let's start with the wrestling podcast about nothing. W P A N. They still need a new name. Would you say that this is the Rhoda of these <laughs> Laverne and Shirley? Which one's Phyllis? <laughs> I don't know of these of these three shows that we do. Crockett. Yeah. Uh, so check out the wrestling podcast about nothing. It's two guys that have worked in the business. One of them is currently a wrestler. Brian Malonis, the uh, brawler, he's known as Quinn. Yes, the uh, Wine City Whaler—that's what we call him. Wine he, City Rhoda. He teams with the Beer City Bruiser, and uh, his partner, Lou Grant, is yeah. M- Mean Mike Crockett, a retired referee that used to referee and does not anymore. Despite what he says, it's uh, all—it's—it's it's it's not all, real. It's all kayfabe. Yeah. And uh, WPA check them out because they've worked in the business, so they bring perspective as people that worked for actual wrestling promoters and things like that. They've been there. They've been there. We done haven't. That. We have not done that. So you can find out what it's all about, but they're also fans of the old school wrestling. Check out WPAN. Also check out, if you really, really, like, hit shows. NPR style. Yeah, um, NPR
1: style. Uh, that's the, definitely what this is
0: Definitely It is the absolutely critically acclaimed Potty Award winning Greetings from Allentown Yes, all the potties All the potties He got all of the Petey Winston hosts Greetings from Allentown Where he takes one episode of an old wrestling show And talks about almost anything but The old episode of the wrestling That's kind of the point That's the whole point yeah. But he does it in the way where it's entertaining somehow It's yeah. amazing Yeah you know, Talk about the Baltimore
1: Orioles so Talk about talk about hanging out At a wedding with yeah. his wife or something Drinking
0: beer Whatever yeah. it might be P.D. Winston's got you covered with your old wrestling and your weird stories. It's greetings from Allentown. And then, if you like your retro wrestling with a side of barbecue sauce and a John Deere trucker hat, check out the Unprofessional Wrestling Podcast, south of the Mason-Dixon line, south of the border. Booking the territory. Uh, They talk about two promotions. They talk about the Smoky Mountain, and they talk about the NWA Crockett era, so that way we don't have to. Oh, good. <laughs> and they cover... Go the, back
1: to Tennessee, that's to Kentucky, Kentucky, wherever where you're from.
0: Uh, great guys, though. Fun time. They are much uh, less professional, of course, and they would love to so admit that. They admit it, and I think it would be a compliment to say the least professional that's right. podcast in the business. The unprofessional wrestling podcast. Yep. Very classy. It is booked in the territory. So again, our three friends of the show, if you're still with us here, if you haven't tuned out, we got WPAN, Greetings from Allentown and Booking the Territory. Quinn, The Zone. Let's talk about The Zone real quick. Uh, the Zone. We've been one here the, a few times. One of the places I detest going to. All right. Yeah, I know. So, well, I've I've had a bit of an affinity these last couple of years. Excuse me? For uh, doing the first
1: and the last of oh, certain right. things, right? Uh, I thought you were going to say The Zone. No, no, no. I, we don't, nobody no, has an no. affinity for The Zone. Now, we did the last All-American Right.
0: If you recall, from mm-hmm. October of 1994. Right. The reason I'm bringing that up is because the week after is when we received the Action Zone, October of 94. Unfortunately. Yeah. And now, the original first year, folks, of the Action Zone was not the glass table version, which we're going to get into. <laughs> it was simply <laughs> Vince with someone, usually Todd or whoever, JR sometimes. <laughs> had in there. It was basically a syndicated show, but on USA Network where you had matches, you know- right?
1: You're, you, as you described this, sometimes it just fascinates me that somebody thought it was a good idea for this to exist, like any of it. Any of it? Yeah. yeah. Like, people, you know, used to turn on wrestling to, you know, watch wrestling, not, <laughs> not to watch some doofuses hang out and right, like, right. then say, here's a match, maybe. Right, I know.
0: Now, the arena version of Action Zone, we'll call it, you know, was basically done in the same way as Superstars or a Challenge was, and it lasted about a year. Right. Be- One, two, three, kid, and they cared yeah, for like a week. Yeah, they cared for a couple of weeks, and that was it, right? Then in September of 1995, they changed to what Quinn and I affectionately call the Glass Table Hour. Now we reviewed the uh, first Glass Table, the era. first Glass Table show, which was September of 95, one year ago. Now,
1: in case you're wondering, like, why does he keep saying Glass Table? It's basically Doc and Todd standing at a table made of glass, yeah, and acting it, really dumb. Which is just notable because there's. I don't know of anything else where there's a glass table. <laughs> right. Now, I also seem to remember, and maybe maybe this is just, like, some kind of weird Mandela effect, Joe, and you can correct me on this. Sure. But I seem to remember the glass table at one point being in an arena and Doc and Todd were at the table. I don't
0: think like, that happened. Are, That's like, fucked up. Are you up. sure? I hope not. Like <laughs> That you, sounds horrible. at
1: the very least, it was, like, a green screen of an arena. Maybe, And they Glenn. were at the glass table. I don't remember that. I do not remember okay. them being. <laughs> maybe, maybe I'm just
0: imagining it. <laughs> that Mr. Sounds perfect like a nightmare. might have been there. I don't know. I don't know. The Glass Table era is basically them trying to do primetime, but like a hip version. It's but a- horrible. But as we've established, Todd and Doc are anything but hip. Smile and Doc and the Toddster nice vest. We have got 60 minutes of action guaranteed. They're, they're the just worst. extremely no. annoying They're and are the
1: absolute worst. They're like the bane of my existence, and you know that's true. Well, they're horrible. Yeah. I'm not
0: going to try to defend them. I mean, I used to try to defend Doc, but I can't anymore. Uh, it did, uh, the first Glass Table show did give us this uh, winning soundbite here, though. Red, red for daddy's side. Uh, That's just a little uh, preview of the type of
1: humor. Don't worry, that shit is here. It's still here, even up to the end. But now where we are,
0: folks, a year later, it's September of 1996, September 15th, not much changed has it. On the on the zone, no. But yeah. in the WF a lot of stuff is about to because right. the fall of ninety six is when WWF realized, holy shit, our show is terrible. Yeah. And, and seriously, they yeah, started yeah. to realize over the next few months We've really got to make some changes.
1: And they really knew how to fix it. They, they
0: called the Commandant, obviously. Yes, of course. No, but uh, WCW was kicking their ass in the ratings, which was a big deal. You know, the NWO had caught fire in the spring. New World Odor, yes. And over the summer. And now WCW is perceived by a lot of people as the better show. Raw was slipping in the ratings. Uh, you had some really stupid crap going on. So they tried a bunch of stuff to see what would stick. We're going to see some I of do, it here. I
1: do appreciate the experimenting, like, just trying anything. Trying right. I, things, it's like, right. Eh, let's see if this at this glass table maybe we'll <laughs> feel, feel like this better. I don't know. And it took another six months or so before they would really hit their stride,
0: but late 96 is where things start to change a little bit. Right. So we're actually at the end of an era, Quinn. This last action zone, in a lot of ways, is mm-hmm. symbolic of the end of the old new generation era for me. It's true. And finally, we bid adieu... To the Glass Table. It is the Action Zone, September 15th, 1996.
1: Back to the damn zone. And thankfully for America, it's the last episode that ever aired here. Yes, There's right. apparently like a UK <laughs> yeah. episode or something the next week. Yeah, I don't know why. Now we're going to have to review that. No, no,
0: please no. Yeah. No, no more. <laughs> but we do get the classic thunder and lightning intro. You know, the world wrestling.
1: Of yeah, the over 50, 50 year lies. <laughs> yeah. They have to begin <laughs> on the right foot here.
0: Yeah, because they're implying that they were around then in 1946. I don't true. think so. No. Not true. Ports and all them. Cut to now, Ahmed
1: Johnson saying stuff about how he's coming back to get his IC title. I have no idea what he said. It was, like, incomprehensible, but more due to the poor quality of the tape. Yeah. And also, he's in a weird room with a picture of some lady in the background. What was that room? He also has, like, a fucking... Bathrobe. I'm like, did they <laughs> catch him like coming out of the shower? Yeah, it's like a teal bathrobe or like, something. What the way was that? the way the room is and like his his bathrobe and whatever. Yeah, like it literally feels like they knocked on his door as he was coming out of <laughs> right. the shower, and they're like, "Can you tell us about like the Intercontinental title or something?" And he's, he like, said, he's, and like, he's like, "What he's, the fuck? I'm taking a shower." But they didn't understand him, so they yeah. came in
0: anyway. Yeah. We got the classic action zone intro, you know. The fucking music. Down it's and- your turn to do it this yeah, time. Thank you, and Sean's stripping, of course, in the intro, you know. Mm-hmm. And we're back to the glass table. To see, which I forgot because I remember most 1996 action zones being at the arena again with Jim Ross and Kevin Kelly. Yeah, but the, that's what I'm thinking of. I yes. thought the
1: glass table was
0: there. No, the table was still in the table room. Are you sure? Yes, but Jr. and Kevin Kelly were also like
1: in the if arena. Fo- if folks, you can get me a screen grab Phooey. of an action zone with Jr. and all them. At oh, the, it's real. Like, but not but at the table. I, I just want to know if the which table they're sitting at. Not glass, at. regular wood. I think the glass is there, Joe. Anyway,
0: Quinn, we cut to uh, Todd and Doc here, and Doc's dancing. Of, of course. course, he's fucking. Dan- <laughs> he can't
1: help himself. <laughs> no, he fucking can't help himself, Joe. Uh, it's the end. Can you just uh, can you treat it like the last day of school and just like care less?
0: <laughs> I know, right? But, uh, now Todd, uh, who doesn't have a mullet, but he does have a brown like Hemley on.
1: I, I was more like a oriental kind of attire i don't know how it's, to describe it's it a sweater Colin. no 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 it was like that no, it was like how the orient express they're like no, they're, it's they're not. like they're like chinese garb or whatever japanese but no it's a sweater are you sure <laughs> yeah i mean <laughs> yes I, it looked it had this weird like strappy it's a button sweater. thing on the top. It's not a sweater. Yes, it is. Doc is wearing
0: a French's mustard yellow shirt oh. with a dark blue sport coat. Overall, I'll say it's very conservative
1: attire for them, though. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's, no it's, pink. No, yeah, nothing, nothing that just like, sticks out
0: like a sore thumb. Or no anything. tails, nothing yeah. like that. Uh, Todd guarantees us a fast-paced 60 minutes, Gwen. Better fucking be. I know, really. Uh, apparently, Doc was off last week, but he's back now. And Man, he- <laughs> I wish he was off this week. <laughs> he mentions that Jim Ross is in South Africa, Gwen. So here we go, commandant shit. Right? <laughs> yep. Uh, so Todd plugs the first ever USA Network WWF Superstars next Sunday, 11 a.m. Yeah, way to act all excited about
1: Superstars getting demoted to cable. Like they yep. act like it's good. It's like not, that's though. not a good thing. Especially in hindsight, I mean, yeah. Superstars died after going to USA. Well, this was this was kind of the writing on the wall here. It's like we're trying to keep this show on life support by well, putting yeah. on USA Network. Well, because what had
0: happened, folks, is uh, there was a period of time in the 80s and going into the 90s where Rather than WWF having to pay to be on syndicates, syndicates were paying them. But as wrestling lost the public eye, it became more profitable for people to pay the syndicates, and that's thus you had infomercials mm-hmm. and other paid programming, and essentially, by this point, WWF had to pay to be in syndication, which is why they dropped a lot of it in 95. Well, why would they pay? Right. Yeah. And now at this point, they're like, fuck it, superstars
1: are just going to the USA, the USA network. USA wants us. It, yep. it, it's not like they have anything better to show. The Prince of Pool and all them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Notwithstanding. <but>. Uh,
0: so, <laughs> so Doc says, Toddster and the Zone in the same sentence before throwing to uh, <laughs> <laughs> Gladiator Farouk. Debuting to kick Ahmed in the kidney. Toddster at the top of the program, we heard from the Pearl River powerhouse, Ahmed Johnson. And today on The Zone, we're going to be highlighting the Intercontinental title tournament. And that tournament came about because of the injury to Ahmed's kidney. And this whole thing is pretty much why WCW was winning the ratings war, if you understand what (laughs) I mean.
1: Now, yesterday on Mania, and yes, that was still on. Wait, that confused me, because they showed, like, the Mania logo, and I'm like, this, how, what channel, like, what is this, how do you Dude, find I, this? It's
0: gone, this was the last, I think that was the
1: last episode. <laughs> oh, shit, really? Yeah, was they that got... a syndicated Mania, or where was that No, was USA, oh, I mean, boy. Mania was Saturdays at 10 on USA, right? They were really cleaning house for this new fall season, weren't they? Like, a yeah. lot of shit was going, and somehow Blast Off came about, but... Mania was dumped, and uh, LiveWire replaced it.
0: Right, but Blast Off... Like, Blast Last off was on WGN at 9.30, I just and think was Mania, but yeah. from PLJ. Why'd they even change the name? Market right? a boat movie. I don't know why. <laughs>
1: I got a tree on my house.
0: So anyway, Ahmed gave an interview yesterday on Mania where he was in that bath towel, like we mentioned, and he was talking about how he was all happy that he got letters from the fans on America Online and all that. <laughs> but he is very kind, and he's like very happy here. I don't know half of what he's saying, She's though, Quinn.
1: Like, Burka not like, Birka Tabihop. No, whatever. He's not just like saying doobie nonsense. Doobie boy. Yeah, doobie. But he's, like, happy about it, but uh, very yeah. mumbly, Again, you know. they caught him, like, coming out of the yeah. shower or something, so I guess he was, like, calmer.
0: So we then segue to clips of him. We juxtapose this of clips of him killing people in the ring, throwing over stretchers in a right, hallway. Right. The whole bottom line here is that when he comes back, he's getting the IC belt, and he says that whomever winds up winning it is just borrowing it, which... Ironically, he would never win the IC yeah. title. Nobody was, funny?
1: nobody was going down. No. <laughs> yeah, that. Uh-huh.
0: More clips of helmet Farouk here as Ahmed tells Farouk to enjoy his last few matches because when he comes back, he's bringing the thunder.
1: Yeah, he'll probably be on thunder by the next time he comes back. I think he was. Big T.
0: More clips of him yelling while doing the Pearl River Plunge. He had a big yell. You ever notice that? Ah! Yeah, he ah- did. Man. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> Back to the glass table where Doc laughs about Gorilla Monsoon setting up the first match of the IC tournament to be bulldog versus owen he's like ha ha is that
1: funny ha. doc is being like a super dweeb he,
0: like, oh. he is so fucking dweeby and also quinn why was president gorilla like such an antagonist about the heels like I,
1: ah fuck you jim Cornette? he really <laughs> like, he really is like aggressive like yeah. it's like he generally picks the fight not the other way around. Yeah. Get, fuck you cornet we're gonna have bulldog versus owen why because i said so Yep. Yeah you. Yeah, like, it's, like, it's, it's
0: ridiculous. I thought he was supposed to be fair, not yeah. like a jerk. I don't understand. Anyway, Jim Cornette was rightfully upset that his two camp members have to face each other, so we throw to this match in progress, Bulldog versus Owen, the opening round of the IC. It's from now, August 19th. Hey, let me ask you something. And yes, I sir. didn't put this in the notes or
1: anything, but yeah. what do you? Th- I kind of dig this in progress a little bit better because it's just less stuff I have to pay attention to. Well, for the action zone, it makes sense because
0: yeah. uh, A, the show's ending, so who cares? Yeah. But also, yeah, because you're just getting the gist of what happened. Right. I wish the whole Royal Rumble 88 was in progress. Like, <laughs> but, you know. Earl Durrell is our ref. Uh, Kevin Kelly. Remember I told you there was an era where it was Kevin Kelly on Yeah, Raw. yeah. There's poor. a lot of
1: Kevin Kelly on this show. Hi!
0: Yeah. Uh, he's doing commentary with King and Sonny. Back and forth slugfest until Owen backdrops Bulldog out and apparently JR is out there too. Sonny calls him Fatso, <laughs> which King laughs and he's like, ha! Ah!
1: What do you want to do?
0: Manage everybody?
1: You know, I can manage everyone, JR. What's it to you? Huh, Fatso? You can forget it. A-
0: <laughs> Sonny's good here. She, I, Sonny's I liked her in good. this whole show. Sonny is honestly always good until she leaves. Yeah. And then she was never good again anywhere, but...
1: It's upsetting. She was like,
0: great in WWE. I rest. know she had
1: drug problems. could can they, like, I don't know, like, help her recover and bring her back and stuff? Not like, in the what? 90s. Yeah, they didn't do that back <laughs> then. Now they learn from that shit because yeah. look what happened
0: to her. I know. Yeah. Uh, Owen tries a vertical suit play in, but Bulldog suplexes Owen off the apron to the floor. We get a huge pop for that. Awesome move there. Bull- now, by the way, folks, Bulldog obviously still a heel. They're both in Camp Cornet, But this is the first little seedlings of the Heart Foundation angle. Right, that would play out over the next six
1: months. This is the first seedlings of even just Owen and the Bulldog really like starting to be associated with each other. Yeah, it's really start to talk about it later in this. Now,
0: I don't know if this was Vic Russo that did this storyline, but whoever it is, because he was just kind of had input. He wasn't the head writer yet. They
1: haven't even been tag champs yet.
0: No, that's coming up soon. Though you're right. Uh, Slugfest though outside. Bulldog misses a big clothesline, and Owen lands an awesome. Spinning
1: heel kick right next to Sonny. And she gets all scared because a drink spills on <laughs> yeah. her like, little yellow dress. She, she screams. Is, yeah. <laughs> she makes a whole big scream. She's great. It's, it's really funny.
0: So Bulldog lands near her and Owen climbs back into the ring in the meantime for the win while Sonny throws the soda at Bulldog and then hides <laughs> behind King. Yeah, as JR
1: is shitting all over. Everyone she, uh, she, yeah, uh, like, sh- her Yeah, fuck her. Yeah, shut up, yeah, JR. Yeah. Why does yeah. he think he's so good on commentary? Meanwhile, King is just happy to have ah. Sonny, like, grabbing
0: him. Oh, wouldn't you? Meanwhile, Owen's awesome music plays, and Cornette waddles
1: out now as Sonny's yelling like at bulldog this, actually. I love it. So, Sonny's, like, Bulldog's a pervert, and he she accuses him of, like, looking up her skirt yeah. or something. Yeah, you trying to look up my skirt! Cornette,
0: actually, I don't know if you caught this, he gets into it with Sonny, and he calls her a slut, which is beef Well,
1: yeah, you're <laughs> in your it, head, under my dress! First it's where Mason, now it's you! Yeah, little what, f- what do you think? <laughs> I actually liked this, and I'll tell you why. Because I like the aspect that they're both heels, yep. but Cornette was going to obviously stand up for his guys. Yeah, like he wasn't going to let Sonny talk shit to British Bulldog, who's like seems to be just kind of a kind man who like like fell on her. by
0: Yeah, and accident. he's misguided by being yep. with Cornette. Right, he really shouldn't be, but he's like, I need the title. You know, he needs
1: representation. If <laughs> yeah, that's all it is. He couldn't really afford the face managers, so right. you know, he, he was like, well, Jim Cornett's offering to give me like a discount or he's something. He's trying to get a title. You know, right. that's
0: all it is. That's all he wanted right. was the world title. And honestly, I think he summed it up nicely. He was a pretty kind man.
1: Right. He just (laughs) it was a mistake and then Sonny was giving him shit, so Cornette's like, You don't you don't talk to my fucking my my man that way. Yeah, good for Cornet standing up. You know what? Good for Cornette. Sonny, I, I, I like that it's the opposite and Sonny's taking it to like Cornette and not the other way around. It's Cornette's like doing the defending. And
0: well, he yeah. is like technically right here in this yeah. case. Uh, back to the zone now where Todd recaps how Cornette now has challenged Sonny and the Smoking Guns for the tag titles at Mind Games well, next remember Sunday. remember that because yeah. that's probably important. Big match. Uh, that yeah. was a very good match, by the way, for the record. I yeah. love that match. The mm-hmm. Guns versus Owen and Bulldog. Now that led really to, good.
1: since we're probably not going to get to it, that leads to like, you know, Bulldog and Owen winning and Sonny like ditching these idiots the guns yeah yeah she ditches them in october and yep. then she just has like nobody she because stops managing Farouk thing ends and good <laughs> what Faruk. happened was this did this have anything to do with drugs and they just didn't want her speaking for people anymore i don't think so i really don't know why they stopped managing why, why she stopped because the next focus here was that they seemed with sunny was that they really wanted to build some kind of feud with sable after this yeah which they started to and in 97 like, and it was like she abandoned managing to just fight with Sable all the time and
0: guest ring announcements and shit and guest yeah. commentary. Well, I
1: think that was also just to kill time. It was part of they were tr- they were really pushing for this Sable feed. Yeah, like they really wanted that.
0: Yeah, and they didn't like each other in real life anyway. So yeah. I don't know how that would have worked if they could have worked together. Right. But uh, anyway, Doc now brings up how we're gonna have Sid versus Triple H later on in the zone, Quinn. and then
1: he does a hideous British oh, accent. Awful. Psycho Sid takes on Hunter Hurst Helmsley. All right, it's like I hate him, like <laughs> Doc. He, I'm so glad we're almost done with Doc. Doc can go get his Jenko pants with the parties a couple years later. Like, enough. (laughs) The next zone that
0: we do, if we ever do one, it should just be one from 94 before the glass table. I never want to do a, a table
1: ever again. The table ones I'm done. are insufferable. Right, I, th- I think we're done. Yeah, we're retiring is, the glass table. The, oh, man. I, I think a lot of fans are going to be sad about all right, that.
0: Well, maybe you can write in a campaign, save the glass
1: table. I think a lot of fans would want us to d- review all the glass table era.
0: No, I can't do that.
1: <laughs> imagine, imagine if we just did a, a live review series of that. Imagine how torturous that would be. Just the glass table only. Ooh. I'm listening. All right. Well, Todd brings up the possible return
0: of Diesel and Razor Ramon. Why? It stinks. <laughs> oh, remember that? Yeah, oh, this it's period. Like you said, they were throwing shit at the wall. Some some was good, but they were just trying everything during this period of time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that was one of those things. But first, Quinn, in honor of superstars moving to USA, we see a superstar's memory. It's December of nineteen eighty seven, and it's
1: when the Islanders and Bobby kidnapped Matilda random. Did they know we reviewed Rumble eighty eight like yeah. the other day? Like what the fuck? Yeah, I that I it was really spooky how yeah. that came up. I was just like I was, I wasn't expecting anything to do with Matilda and all that. shit. Yeah, we have that show coming out. Soon We're here. like years away. <laughs> yeah, like, really. it's, it's almost like a decade. Pretty much, it's ridiculous.
0: I love that as they show them like running off the dog. Tons of cameras are just calmly filming them running out. Like no yeah, one's trying like, to stop them. There's always cameras back <laughs> yeah, there with their doggy uh, bumper for the final four of the WWF IC title tournament coming. Up a uh, ceiling cam now, Quinn of a glass table where Doc is dancing as stupid as humanly possible, and we hear him doing a voiceover for a hundred grand. Just fucking stop,
1: always with the damn dancing until right to the very end. <laughs> I like, I thought, Joey, you texted me before this, yes. like and I am, I was just getting ready to watch it. And yeah, like, don't worry, they're more conservative in this, and then this fucking happens, I and I'm like, Are you fucking kidding me? I to the
0: dancing part yet, okay? He's like, This it, is the
1: first or last time in this show. It's
0: horrible. So we cut back to the table now, the regular angle, where Doc is in the middle of saying, I can kick it, man. Hideous. Awful. And then Todd's all deadpan. He's like, back to the action zone with kick it, Hendrix. He doesn't even
1: care. (laughs) He's like, like, how many minutes left? (laughs) Kick, Kick it, man. I can kick it all the time.
0: Back on the action zone with kick it, Hendrix. Now we segue into how Mister Perfect lately has been taking Triple H's ladies recently. You know they Triple H bringing these beautiful women Can down with them. Main
1: squeeze over and way over. too much like squeeze, a lot, a lot of squeeze. It's like they, it's like they Vince wrote it and like Bam Bam Bigelow was involved <laughs> or something. Shut um, up! That's <laughs> like what I kept thinking. That's, Bam Bam Bigelow. <laughs> yeah.
0: Seriously. Now, for reasons unknown, Todd. In his attempt to do like a Triple H, like posh accent, it's like a hybrid of Lovey Howell and Sammy Davis Jr. It's It's like Hunter Hurst Helms. I can't even do it, (laughs) but I have to dump it. It's like Connecticut snob, Hunter Hurst Helms. It's a horrible (laughs) voice. (laughs) I don't know what it was. Psycho Sid taking on the Greenwich, Connecticut snob, Hunter Hurst Helms. Back on September 6th for Raw Championship Friday, (laughs) a.k.a. Tennis was well, happening. I was going to ask you: was it was a tennis dog show or like something else? September is uh, U.S. Open, right? I think so. Maybe when's the dog show? Is that also around the same time? That's why I was confused. Is, is one it, week of it dog show and one
1: week tennis when they planned? Did they have two weeks and then one was? They, <laughs> this was always so embarrassing. Yeah, I was me. just going like to say like embarrassing. A, right? It's like of all things, like tennis and the dog show.
0: Tennis, I get because that has a lot more mainstream appeal than a dog show the dog show is unbelievable and that's the only reason i know that a dog show existed and it was called the weds westminster kennel club dog show well
1: i if i recall that dog show has since moved to fucking mbc if you can believe that like on a weekend or something why yeah. who's watching that yeah i don't i don't know how how what i don't get is how did the dog show negotiate itself from like lowly USA to somehow getting itself on NBC. Meanwhile, Raw, you know, WWF. Raw, they, they- can't even... It's taken them like, <laughs> what, 30, 35 years to get on fucking national television again with Fox. <laughs> like, the dog show just like saunters over to NBC. No problem. Who watches a dog show? I know. Like,
0: seriously,
1: though. Get... Who watches that? I remember I literally just would not watch USA for a week when the dog show was on. Yeah. Like, I was we're... like, I, well, who
0: cares? It sucked anyway. Yeah. <laughs> but what the, the USA was horrible in the 90s. Anyway, uh, it still is, really. But yeah. anyway, we <laughs> see a shot of Triple H's Lady of the Night. Her name is Kimberly. Not that Kimberly. Not that Kimberly. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and, uh, she's a 90s different. Lady yeah. Kimberly. 90s Lady Kimberly. <laughs> And then clips of uh, Mr. Perfect stealing a bunch of the other women recently. Get a wrist lock by
1: Triple H, and he's pushed off by Sid to a huge pop. By the way, it was weird just, like, I guess they just didn't really announce Sid as much. and He's just, like, in the ring, and I'm like, oh, fuck, like, Sid. Hi. yeah, (laughs) He's (laughs) just
0: there. (laughs) Triple H bails to regroup. And I love 1996 Sid for the
1: record. Well, this later 96. He's excellent. Yeah, 95. Terrible. Yeah. 96, awesome. And it's already like it's happening. Like he's face and like everyone loves it. He's getting yep. like the biggest pops.
0: And he's only a couple of months away from winning the world title. I know. Which is crazy if you really he think just, about he's it. He's
1: just uh warming up in the intercontinental yep. title tournament. That's right. So yeah. Yep. He's getting uh, just getting warmed up. He's been gone from softball for a couple months. He's yep. gotta kind of you know loosen the joints. There you go. Yeah.
0: And Triple H is still in the midst of his punishment, you know, from the click incident right. where he just loses all the time. <laughs> Side of luck back by Triple H, shove up by Sid in the shoulder block, another bell up by Helmsley, and he slowly gets back in and lands a boot to the gut. Irish whip reversed and a big boot by Sid. So Sid basically kicks the shit out of Triple H in the corner. Another Irish whip. He goes for a backdrop and a nice swinging neck breaker by Triple H. Nice curtsy by Triple H as well and then a knee drop. Harley Race knee. Yeah, well, a knee drop. Oh, I don't okay. know if Harley Race did the drop. Harley Race inspired me. Harley inspired me. Some very fancy choking here by Triple H and then another knee for two. Sid with a very big floppy kickout, uh, right hands by Triple H, but Sid kind of psychos up and wow. swings away. It's it's the new craze. Jack. Yes, psychos up. Be a psycho
1: <laughs> Irish Whip, choke slam to a huge reaction. Yeah, that was again. Man. It's 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 appalling. How, how like in a good way? I mean, it's that, good appalling. Yeah, right? It's like good appalling how popular Sid is. And who did he replace in that
0: fucking um, in your house main event? The Ultimate Warrior. It's all because the Warrior left that they brought him back. Well,
1: Sid. And pick the ball right up. Right up. Uh, I bet you Warrior would have been the one f- getting the It's convenient the- that his softball was finished at that point. Yeah, I know. I'm pretty good, right? Sid just waits and buys his time during softball
0: season. True. Speaking of people that buy their time, uh Kurt Lloyds of London Hennig now yeah. wanders out as Sid <laughs> is set- of this. Yeah. As Sid is setting up the power bomb. And he lands it. A nice one too. He folded yeah, up just, Triple H. Just kicks his ass. And then he administers last rights and he gets the easy pin. And honestly, good stuff. The crowd was hot. I liked it. it I had no okay. problem with this. I think also the fact that it was slightly clipped. Like, oh yeah, of course. Yeah. It wasn't it didn't look too clipped though. I no. think it
1: was close from yeah, the Yeah, but it, it was just shorter than probably the real
0: match. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. I had no problem with it. A good little ninety-six match here. A perfect wanders over to Kimberly, whispers
1: something in her ear. And they walk off arm in arm. Good for her. Triple H sucks. <laughs> like, he's awful during this period. Like, why would anybody want to be with him? In all seriousness, though, Quinn, what's Mr. Perfect's problem? Why is he doing this? Because he, he has, can? He, didn't he say some respect problem or something with Triple H? But isn't He's a heel, Mr. Perfect. I know, but he says Triple H doesn't respect him or something.
0: Anyway, we see a replay of the Powerbomb where Kevin Kelly asks us to uh, listen to the velocity of the Powerbomb.
1: Okay, I don't think that's possible to listen to the velocity. What are they like? What? I was so confused by that comment. I literally had to like write something down. I'm like, what? Smell the velocity on yeah, this, you it, know? It's like saying that too. Yeah, it's just listen to the velocity. Same thing. How do you like? What? You don't like a whoosh? I guess I don't. I don't. Oh, understand. maybe it's like a whoosh. Yeah, but there wasn't. I didn't like, hear a whoosh. It's more just like listen to the impact. Yeah, I heard this. Yeah, that's not velocity. <laughs>
0: no, that's a. Back to the glass table where Doc and Todd are talking about how Perfect keeps stealing the women. and Man, they're focusing on this a lot. Enough with this. And Triple H is all upset. And now we see a clip from Mania. Yes, it was still on yesterday. (laughs) Now, I totally forgot about this until I saw it. There was a segment on Mania for a little bit called The Perfect Point, where it's literally just Perfect saying shit for like three minutes in a stupid brown it's blazer so
1: horrible
0: i remember that brown blazer that he wore for like three months straight in 96 yeah, this whole segment they, is stupid they taped it all at once yeah
1: <laughs> this segment sucks when yeah it's literally just him in a control room saying crap but they actually made a custom bug in the left hand corner it's like a <laughs> P on granite it sticks yeah, what was that like, logo what? i don't understand why does it have a logo period it's fucking mr perfect talking welcome to the perfect point it's, it's not just- a show he doesn't have guests or anything it's just him in the
0: control room. It's stupid. It is stupid. Uh, we see a clip from last week so we're getting a clip within a clip here Horrible. Where Triple H ran over to the commentary table on Superstars and confronted Perfect for doing this shit. So they get into this big tizzy Perfect has a great line. He's like says if Triple H paid more attention to wrestling he could be the world champion <laughs> well, which now we know who to blame Yeah, Mr. Perfect.
1: Oh okay. Yeah, the I reign of terror. There, yeah
0: No it's just terrible. Cerebral Assassin. A Cerebral Assassin. Mr. Perfect reiterates again that you don't put your hands on Mr. Perfect. A lot of that. You know, don't put your hands on Mr. Perfect. Hand, hand, hand. It, like, Why does he yeah. always... Remember he said it to Luger, or in the I don't...
1: He has this big thing about the hands. He doesn't like people touching Get these him. hands or whatever. Give me those hands, right? I need those hands.
0: Back to Doc, who says, well... Uh, he. Then like, it, how, why did he have to throw that in? Why does he have to do this? He inexplicably sings, don't hand me no lines and keep your
1: hands to yourself. <laughs> what well, I wanted to puke, Joe. Why does like, he have to... T- Ah, He's horrible. But how do you think Doc is better than Todd? Like I don't even understand that. Like uh, this is he's fucking invisible. In Ninety six Todd, not
0: so bad. 95, Todd. Awful. Red, red. For yeah, <laughs> Todd's a little subdued here. Uh. Anyway, Todd mugs his way into Doc's camera angle, which is really funny. And Doc's like, get out of my camera shot. Don't hand me no lines and keep your hands to <laughs> yourself. I was doing lead. You were supposed to do background. Okay. Get out of my camera shot. And then he hypes up, uh, Doc does the brand new fall season. And I quote, a killer new show that's going to break ground in broadcasting. Live Wire.
1: Unfortunate. Remember we Just, reviewed the first one. Yeah, it stinks. It's horrible. And they don't know what they're doing, and the calls are all fucked up. Isn't, like, the only good one the one with Vince Russo and Vince McMahon? I gotta say, <laughs> this last action zone is better than the first Live Wire, which is saying something. It's a lot more coherent. Yeah. They tried to act like they were groundbreaking, but all it was is they were taking calls from stupid It'd people. It's kind to of be Howard Stern with that look of the show, too, like, where they're in a control room like Howard is.
0: Richard Simmons, come back in here. Yeah. <laughs> it's horrible. Howard now. Okay. Anyway, here we're almost here. Home stretch here in the zone, Glenn. Whew. Todd keeps coming. I, I laughed at this. I'm sorry. Todd keeps coming into Doc's frame to yell live wire. Like he, he pokes I, his head I, in. He's I like, like it. live wire. Yeah. Live wire. It's funny. I'm sorry. They don't care. They about don't care. About this. They, they, this action zone is over. It, they're done. Yeah. Uh, we go to break with another superstar's memory. It's where Mr. Perfect plays baseball football
1: and basketball i'm pretty sure this was vince trying to remind us that mr perfect was friends with wade boggs like like just the ounce of fucking yeah, credibility stream. yeah like it's so bad <laughs> now they were friends that they is true were, but I, vince has nothing to do with it no. and it doesn't need to be on his shows <laughs> no
0: it doesn't and then we get a very erotic bumper for sean michaels featuring close-ups of various body parts with adjectives on the screen such as sexy intense confident
1: what is this shit? Like I know. what? Like what? Just
0: it's black and white shots of Shawn Michaels. It's like, horrible. I don't even remember this. Me neither. And then we see "Living the Dream."
1: It's all serious, and it's like terrible. It, like, I don't
0: know where they're going. Right?
1: It, it really doesn't make any sense.
0: And then it says "Share the Dream." And honestly, I'm looking at this. I'm like, this is a really strange way to promote your world champion. Way to hang on a second here. <laughs> this is. This
1: is a merchandise commercial? Oh, my God. Are they serious? Yes, they are.
0: Quinn, call 1-888-WWF-SHOP. So let me get this straight. They wanted to sell merchandise (sighs) by showing him naked for 30 seconds. Maybe he should be the one calling for some merchandise. I, I don't know what this was. Well, I'll tell you what it was. You can get the horrible denim jacket Ugh. for only
1: $79 plus $7 shipping and handling. 79 Are they serious? Holy shit. And I swear this coat and I'm, I'm not going to I'm not kidding. I thought it. I swore it was like $120 at the beginning of the year. I think it was. I think they're
0: discounting it.
1: Even the discount is expensive, though. And it is. And you also need to allow four to
0: six weeks for delivery, which, listen to me here, how the hell does it take? Six weeks to get something from Illinois. I don't care where you live in the USA. That's
1: like a three to four day point I'll ex- max. I'll, I'll explain. Come to you. on, I'll explain to you why. Six weeks. I'll explain to you why. Because WWF is not gonna pay a nickel for shipping. But
0: still, six weeks! What are they, driving it over there? What are they, walking it over
1: to your house? <laughs> Todd delivers it himself. Hi,
0: I'm here with your jacket. I'm wearing it, though, because it's cold out, because it's November now. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the fuck? What is that? Who anyway, wants this? <laughs> I don't know.
0: No, no one. Literally nobody, That's Quinn. horrible. Let's get another Superstars memory here. This time, December of 1991 where Bret Hart was presented the Superstar of the Year award by Classy Freddie Blassie. It's know. also the same trophy from the WrestleMania 4. It's, you know, it's a, that's their it's generic similar big trophy. Death. Yeah, that's what they use. Uh, Heel Perfect was on commentary during that, and he's like bitching about Bret. He's like, ah, he's not perfect, you know. Neat. Yeah, really. Back to the zone where we again promote the new shitty version of Superstars coming up next week. Doc mentions now how Brian Pillman is claiming that Brennan Owen are going to be reuniting at Mind oh Games. And I do love, though, how they planted the seeds, like we said, very early. Right. They're just getting it in your head that there's a chance that something could happen here. Well, good.
1: Enough of this fucking feud. It's been going on since like late 93 ish. <laughs> it's true. It's like three years. It's enough. Bobby Heenan was still there. Yeah, it was like a different. Place or a different zone, if you will. Yeah, like, exactly. When started uh, anyway. Let's go to
0: another Intercontinental Tournament match from September sixth again. Joined in progress. It's Steve Austin versus the Wild Man Mark Morrow. Mm-hmm. We're uh in joined in progress with a stun gun by Austin as Pillman is on commentary saying whatever. I could not understand Pillman.
1: Yeah, a combination he's, of he's the. A he. Yep. It's got the. He's got the. I was gonna tell you. We're going
0: he had an injury or a surgery when he was younger. And well, yeah. doesn't
1: he have Pollux, Which means every know. like ten years you have to like scrape him off or whatever. Yes, polyps. Maybe late term Pollux. Having pull off. he's getting ready to go to the doctor to get him scraped. Kevin Pollock.
0: Yeah. Stun gun by Austin. Like we said, second rope diving elbow by Austin, which I believe he started using that when he was screwing with Brett, that same diving elbow. Mm-hmm. I think that's the only reason he used it. Marrow moves through moves though, and pounds away in the corner and lands a huge clothesline. By the way, no wristbands on
1: Austin for like some reason. I don't really know weird, why. Right? A yeah. little
0: strange, uh, 10 punches in the corner, but Austin escapes Irish whip by Morrow, backdrop and he heads up top with a huge double ax for two.
1: Sable is very, Oh, Randy, yep. like in the corner. Yep, Glittery gown. All that. Oh down. no, yeah. Mark! Mark, I, it's ridiculous. She, she She is Miss Elizabeth I don't to like the max.
0: Her. She's horrible.
1: Like, I liked her as the Miss Elizabeth. I don't like when she gets really sassy. I like, like when I, she I leaves. Don't, I don't like the sass. I like
0: when she's not in the company anymore. I
1: don't like all the women want to be me thing. That's all. That. Yeah, ready for the grind. Um, yeah,
0: <laughs> Mike Yoda's our referee here. Irish whip a boot and a knee lift by Morrow for two. Ref is bumped. I didn't see by who to be honest with you, but the bell rings as Austin lands a stunner,
1: the uh, early stunner. I caught it. It's what happened is is Austin threw him into Merrill as Merrill was getting in. That's what happened.
0: That's what I deduced, yeah. And that was the early 96 stunner that we were talking about. He hit, like, it wasn't kick-wham stunner. Yeah. It was more corner stunner than Austin hit. very cornery, Very Sean Connery. Uh, We get the official decision. Merrill wins by DQ, like Quinn said. They slug it out now, while Jack Doan, Timmy White, Earl Durrell, Tony Guerrero, Rene Goulet, and
1: Gerald Briscoe. I wish, I wish freaking, um... Gorilla was there to call someone fat in this gang or yeah whatever. I know like, That'd that would be funny. funny
0: and Patterson didn't yeah. come out in his sneakers which yeah. was weird but anyway tomorrow we're going to have Merrow versus Owen for a semifinals match and we got a promo now Quinn for the Big Bang Boom mm-hmm. Tour and I know I've mentioned this but I did go to MSG for this tour in September 96 and it in fact sucked yeah. It was it a was very poor show. Big Bang Boom, <laughs> Big Bang Bad. Yeah. Uh, favorite memory of Quinns though from June of '96. Now it's where Sonny is blowing a kissy <laughs> yeah. to Phineas Godwin. I love this. Is so good. But finally Phineas doesn't give in and he slops her as H- Henry and Hillbilly
1: celebrate. It was good. It was. It's a happy moment, but right? It's to me like no joke. It's the final good thing that ever happened on Superstars on Syndicated Superstars. It's yeah. So good. You
0: know why it's good? Because they built it up and because yeah, yes. And because Sonny sold it like it really
1: mattered. Yeah. Everything about <laughs> Sonny's so damn underrated. Like, it's no yeah. wonder they put her in the Hall of Fame. They knew. She was that, really like, good. E- even the WF, like, management, like, later on in life realized that, like, yeah, she was good. Yeah. Like- the-, the only
0: reason that she didn't have as long career is because of drugs and she had some issues with Sable and she left in... Uh, the summer of 1998, I think what it was. What bothers right?
1: me is that they were willing to sacrifice everything for Sable, who did not have as much talent. Any talent, barely. Rather than Sonny, who had talent but had problems, and all they needed to do was like honestly they help her like yeah, detox her whatever I they know. needed to do and it could have changed everyone involved's life like maybe Skip would have like maybe his no. life would have been like different. I don't know but, they, but I'm just saying there would have been a butterfly effect if they just fucking took the damn time to take care of her yeah like, I know because they were both pains in the ass backstage anyway right none was worse than the other they but Sonny were both was bad. so good for them she like, was such a good talent. Even when she was on the drugs, though, what I'm saying is that <laughs> she still did her fucking job. She did, and yeah. Sable
0: didn't do anything because she didn't have to do anything. Which right. is why she I didn't just, like her.
1: Sable just waited. She kind of just waited until Sunny burned herself out, yeah. and then Sable got in there and, and they pushed her. And yeah.
0: then you know, Luna gave and sacrificed for, her, and Jacqueline yes. gave and sacrificed
1: for. Her. Right, she didn't have to work for anything. Right, is my point with Sable. She was fucking anything. Tamara Murphy and nobody. She and was then in she, Smoky like, Mountain doing Tammy Fitch. built up from fucking, like, just being in the, the bodybuilding outfit where she, she has had the horrible-ass like, gimmick. The fake thong and all that. Yeah, it's, all that. And, and she took that, she rode that all the way to, like, She she was
0: damn good. Yeah. She really was talented. Good talker, good everything. Anyway, Todd and Doc now,
1: back at the table, they laugh about the slopping and all that shit, Quinn. They laugh way too hard about it and basically, like, ruin the moment. Yeah. Like, I hate them. (laughs) How do you ruin that?
0: Well, you gotta be Todd and Doc. It takes a special kind of shitty to ruin yeah. that. Uh, we join another Intercontinental title match in progress here from last Monday this time. It is stupid-looking Farouk against Savio Vega. Farouk comes off the second rope with whatever, because it misses. <laughs> I don't know what it was. Yeah. Sonny is still
1: managing him here. Now, Can what did you think of this more professional-looking Sunny look? She looked great. You like the, it? Yeah, with a blouse like, and a skirt. I like her the more fun Sunny. I don't know. Funny? I, is, is funny, funny Sunny. Funny Sonny is more, is more fun to me. Okay. I, I just, I don't know. I don't like her being... And more serious. I'm sorry, Quimble. She's, she's, she's She's a fun character. She was representing a very serious looking I individual, know. obviously. I, Farouk although, is very serious looking. I'll say looking. this about her. I appreciate that she's able very. to be dynamic and switch up her, her style, I guess. Right. Not even like looks, like literally like how she's like handling her character.
0: Very handily. Yeah. All right, so Timmy White's the ref here. Both men are down, but Savio is up first. Big kick into the face of Farouk and right hands by Savio. Irish whip and a huge clothesline by Farouk gets two. This helmet, I gotta just point out. <laughs> we don't talk enough about helmet, Farouk. You hate it It's a lot. so. What were they doing? Like, honestly, why did they think this get-up was a good idea?
1: Anytime I see He it, looks like a fucking idiot. This is gonna sound like a weird comparison, and maybe has something oh, to God. do with, like... Uh, I'm afraid to ask, like, what? <laughs> again, it's almost like the killer instinct thing. No. Um, what? When I think of Farouk with the helmet, I always think of Mintaro from fucking Mortal Kombat for some reason. What? Because he had the horns on his head. Yeah, I, but that's not good. Yeah, but I guess that's, like, what I'm... Was this, like, a Mortal Kombat Motaro. thing? Motaro. Yeah, Motaro. Motaro. Not Minotaro or no, whatever. There's
0: okay. Kintaro from Mortal Kombat 2. He's, like, Goro the sequel.
1: Right, I'm talking about the one that had four legs. Motaro. Motaro, yes. What that's, are we talking about? I'm just saying, is that I'm wondering, like... You know how WSW was doing Glacier and Stop all that it. shit? No, like, that's they, not like, what it is, maybe Quinn. Maybe not Motaro exactly, but were, was he supposed to be sort of Mortal kombat No! Like, I... He looks like a fucking look. You got Ron Simmons, a legitimate badass, yeah. a
0: freaking Heisman Trophy contender. I know, and he forward, could cut a good promo, to right? Get, a great talker. They give
1: him Sonny to like, so he can't talk.
0: Yeah, and he's a former WCW World Champion. You bring him into that teal fucking gladiator outfit like he's an extra in a fucking high school play, and he looks like he looks like fat and just what? like he looks like chunk. He looks like he looks like, <laughs> like chunky peanut
1: butter in this thing. What I don't terrible. get is if they were gonna have him feud with with Ahmed Ahmed. right off the bat.
0: Why this outfit? Why are we dressed up like fucking costumes here? They
1: could have kept the teal if they want. Just doesn't need the helmet and not the thing on his chest. He just wears just like regular underpants, but they're teal
0: or whatever. It's fine. Teal is
1: fine. Yeah, I'm just gonna okay with the teal. Teals okay. I'm fine with the teal. teal. We don't need a hat. No no headgear. No headgear is necessary. Honestly, I love Sonny, but she doesn't need to be with
0: him. Absolutely not. They realize that right away because she was gone right after this. Anyway, let's get on with it here. So side head look by Farouk, but. Savio jawbreakers his way out. Slugfest in a rink of the eyes by Farouk, but some hard chops by Savio. Irish whip head down by Savio, but Farouk just headbutts him with his helmet. And then the Dominator, or the Tiger Bite, how I think is, it was first called.
1: Again, how is that
0: fucking fair, the helmet, headbutt I, I don't
1: know. Why is that legal? That's a foreign object. Why is he not made to take that off before the match?
0: You would think. Right. Yeah, good point. And also, now, the, why was this finisher called the Tiger Bite at first? I, I don't know.
1: But the thing is, the H-I- Dominator is fucking awesome. That's great a great, move. great fucking finisher. It's like a, it's a... It's like a Power Slam thing. Kind right? of. It's like a Power Slam, Power Bomb hybrid.
0: It's cool. It's a good move. Yeah. I've always liked it. Uh, as a result of this win, though, Farouk will be facing Sid in the other semifinal match on Raw. How does Farouk get past that? I
1: don't even remember. Is there some kind of DQ or something? I don't know. Maybe Vader wanders out? Yeah, because they... we know the finals. Yes, we, Farouk we've versus seen them Morrow. Enough, right. At this point. Sonny decides to grab a mic and
0: brag about how
1: Farouk won. Farouk's music sucks, by the <laughs> way. Did you hear that? It was horrible. <laughs> I I'd heard it before this. Actually, I don't it's remember like, it. Terrible. It's like generic gladiator music. Fucking
0: renaissance fair. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Sid wanders out with a big, happy, laughing face to a huge reaction, and he storms into the ring and he goes face to face with Farouk. Well, he doesn't know shit. Yeah. <laughs> like, it was that's like, like what that was. I love Sid walking out like mid promo is always the it's best. Always
1: very
0: <laughs> <good>. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, a bunch of refs run in to break this up. And hey, I'll say this, Quinn. They treated this whole IC tournament as very important. They did. You're right. You, this is, you said that I back said in the about rankings. This the Maros thing. Yeah. Yeah, but Marrow's reign sucked. What? What? Uh, Anyway, back to the table where Todd promotes Raw tomorrow. We're going to get the semifinals. And now Doc segues to a video package of various characters over the years. What was this? It's just Finkel saying these names, so I'll run them down. Big Boss Man, Sergeant Slaughter, Mountie, Head Shrinkers, Papa Shango, Giant Gonzalez, Damian Demento, Jimmy Snuka, Coco Beware, Hillbilly Jim, the Berserker, Warlord, Genius, Jim Duggan, Haku, Hakushi, Steamboat, Tugboat, <laughs> Kama, Kamala, Nasty Boy, Steiners, Rougeos, Legion of Doom, Tornado, Earthquake, Typhoon, Monsoon, and then we get a close-up of Doc's stupid chin as Todd announces Doc like he's the Fink. Oh, that
1: wasn't the fank. I that thought was the fank was part of. Well, that was good timing that Todd did there. I'll give nice. some credit there. Yeah. But why? <laughs> that was like a complete waste of time. I have no idea what that was about. It's like they're like, these people were on Superstars, yeah. and that's it. like about Mork here anymore. They, they didn't even have a theme. Like I thought, no. oh, they were going to pick all the wacky characters. Right. And, and then it's like Sergeant Soldiers. like the second one, so I'm like, what? I don't really get weird, it. but
0: now Todd and Doc hype up mankind versus Michaels coming up at Mind Games in your house. We see a video package that match Quinn is fantastic. Yeah, Michaels mankind, excellent match, very good, excellent, uh, pretty good pay per view Mind Games. In all yeah. honesty, between that and the tag match, but we now clip to a tribute for Andre the Giant, the first ever Hall of Fame inductee.
1: Why this is so random, I don't Joe? Know. Like they uh, just
0: use this Hall of Fame package for some reason. Each, yeah, yeah. package. They, you know, they got the classic shot of him at the main event where the camera pans up. Dumping the champagne on Hogan. He wasn't
1: even in the last Hall of Fame, was he? I thought there was like another one after him. There was ninety three. He was the only one in ninety three. Right, then there was like the Johnny Rods one. There was ninety four and, and five.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, but all the classic clips: standing on a box next to Vince, so he yeah. looks really tall. Choking Euchre, nicely done, though. Now we go back to Todd, who says Andre is the most popular and talented WWF superstar of all time, which I don't think either of those are true, but Maybe. whatever. Uh, he then talks about how the Hall of Fame this year will be coming up during the Survivor Series weekend in November. So
1: that's why they showed it, basically. Yeah,
0: and probably to kill time.
1: Yeah, but I just I still think it's weird that they showed like, the two years ago, yeah. <laughs> and not like, the last years right, or something. Right,
0: right. <laughs> Doc says that one day, Bret Hart's going to be in the Hall of Fame. Turned out to be right. Mm-hmm. And now we throw to an interview over the summer on the... Wrestle Vessel, where Mr. Perfect talked to Bret Hart. Look,
1: I immediately don't care because Wrestle Vessel was horrible, said it, honestly. no. Uh,
0: but Bret says, you know, it's been hard dealing with what happened at Wrestlemania. You know, I think the wrong man won that day. What a baby. That's one. part of the character. <sighs> I know, I know, but it's on purpose. Fucking- bitch. (laughs) But he says that he looks forward to stepping back in the ring with Shawn Michaels. We see clips of Perfect and Brett just hanging
1: out on the boat here. (laughs) Hanging out on beach chairs. Of course, Brett has to wear a Calgary Hitman shirt.
0: (laughs) You know, they named the team after me. I was actually the owner for a while.
1: He's Uh like pissing me off like it's so like, good and the thing is like he's not he's doing not, anything wrong I know but he's not even be trying to be healed yet like that's no! not even in there but he's, he's, not he's not just, like wrong. really annoying me here
0: but he has he says he's had great time off he doesn't really feel like rushing back to this whole wrestling mm-hmm. shit we see a clip of him running on ice in Calgary for some reason then he <laughs> says you know I want to take my kids to the zoo and then we get a clip of
1: Blade or Beans or whatever saying we came to the Bahamas you mean Sky. yeah fine but then like actually Beans yeah. appears like two seconds <laughs> later which is amazing
0: she, yeah and she says that She's very home that, very happy that Brett is home instead of yeah. wrestling all the time.
1: Uh, you know what just occurred to me? How did Beans not get called Heart Fart because her name is Beans? <laughs> no, Fart, no. You know, well, like, her
0: real name's Sabina, isn't it, or Alexandra, or something like that. Now,
1: let me ask you something. When what? she went to
0: school, I don't know. She definitely Quinn. didn't. Like, why would you be called Beans at school? That is just asking. It's just her nickname. I don't know. Dude, Being the hardest asking and made fun of to begin with. Yeah, but... They're all weird
1: people. Sabina Hart or whatever sounds fairly normal or even Alexandra or whatever, but, like, Beans? Beans?
0: Blade. Yeah, like... All the names, though, Quinn. All... Dallas. Brett talks about how he's been doing this for 12 years, living out of, you know, living out of a suitcase, <laughs> letting strangers he, become family. Tolerable intolerable during what this. He's just being honest. It's you just don't want to like him. It's weird. He's like nice. He's better than Michaels is in 96. You, oh, that's going to leave a mark. Oh, oh, sweet chin, like, fuck Shawn Michaels in 96. What are you talking about? I, I, I Brett's disagree. like being a regular person, just being his Calgary self. Shawn Michaels is pulling his pants down and all, all that all and I'm, talking about sweet chin music and things I'm are here, leaving a mark got John with him it's
1: horrible (laughs) all I'm hearing though from Brett is just complaining and like I don't want to come back to wrestling so then don't he wanted to though (laughs) he decided
0: that he wanted to I like it, because it played on real life, but it's clearly a storyline, because he knew he was coming back, mm-hmm. but he leaves it all ambiguous as he's talking to Perfect. But anyway, he's happy to have seen all his fans on the wrestle vessel. He knows that they want him back, but he's not ready yet. He says he wants to give it a few more months, and then he's going to come, you know, speak my mind, and say what his decision is. He also says that if he comes back, he's going to have a shovel. What was that part? Because there's a bunch of shit that he's got to shovel out of the World Wrestling is that, Federation. Is that was actually implication, or did mean yeah. he was going to bury people? No, no. It meant that they're, it's shitty right now, and he's got to shovel the shit. Okay. Because Shawn Michaels is the champion, and it's what? shitty. Whatever. It
1: wasn't good. As B- he's about to have a great match for mankind. So? Brett has good <laughs> matches, too. They both have good matches. I know. Brett's are better, though. Brett's better. Yeah, Brett's a better wrestler. Anyway. Oh, you, you
0: said maybe. Okay. Let's move that's, on. that's good. Todd and Doc reflect on this interview and they say, why is a show so long? Yeah. <laughs> why is Action Zone Anytime so long? Every time we watch this show, there's just, they're done. They can hack it with so much shit. I'm done with Action Zone. I'm telling you. Todd and Doc talk about it and they're stirring up the heart reunion rumors courtesy of Brian Pillman. Doc is basically like, hey, fuck us talking about it. Let's throw to a clip. So we throw to a clip. It's uh, Raw last week where Pillman's backstage with Owen. Owen says that he is back together with Brett because Brett saw the light. King gets all happy. So Owen and Pillman promised that. At Mind Games, Brett's going to be coming back. None of this wound up happening, by the way. Brett and Owen did not reunite. Right. Brett was not at Mind Games. Well, so not till til later. Yeah, I don't know what they were going for. But Doc believes it because Pillman is close to Keith. Do Helen Owen and Brett I
1: Keith? I can't believe all that shit was brought up. Keith, they, they, it's it's just like they were just asking for you, Joe, to do Ugh. like an impression or a comment or something. I just, don't even have any you Who don't does even a have Keith. Who doesn't Keith Hart? You don't, you don't even have the energy.
0: We don't like you, Jerry Lawler. That I don't know. Yeah. yeah, I'll go start
1: Stampede.
0: <laughs> N- useless. That's Bruce. Yeah. yeah, Owen and I are here. No, but it was Fireman also, wasn't it? It was I mean, all of them. It was, like,
1: it was an associate.
0: Thing. Don't worry, Jr. is going to be in South Africa to talk to Brett. Oh God, <laughs> I, hope, I hope Jr. calls out Brett, like, Brett, why are you on the Sinbad show? It's very <laughs> I bad. I know, this is
1: like around the same this time, right? This is that, right? yeah. yeah.
0: And then we see extremely low-quality clips of the South African tour. As Todd says, South Africa mom in a Jamaican accent. We are all over the world. We've been in Kuwait, we've been in Germany, we've been in India, and now South
1: Africa man. Is he how kidding? Did, how did they get away with this shit? South Africa man. Oh like you don't God. say that. It's that's bad.
0: It's not me saying it. Todd no. said it. We go to break and come back. <laughs> Is this show how over yet? How many things? <laughs> that time, remember this great memory from January where <laughs> where Goldust <laughs> had a heart with razor on it on his booby. Remember that? Yeah, and then Ra- Razor was just like, "What the What the so I'm what going the, to WCW, fuck, man." <laughs> I'm going with Doug yeah. yeah. <laughs> So Todd wants to talk about how Razor and Diesel are allegedly coming back according to D- Jr. Doc calls bullshit and then <laughs> JR on Raw publicly apologized. I'm sorry, folks, I prematurely broke the news
1: about the negotiations. What's hilarious about all of it is that they to get those that that comment, they had to go to a teal hopper <laughs> stalker match. Yeah, that's about as fall ninety six as you can get, right? <laughs> Just Oh horrible. my god I can't believe a match Like that was on Raw Ever Awful. In the history
0: of Raw Terrible Like how <laughs> Then they were wondering Why they were losing Right Todd however Has now talked to JR recently And he says that both guys Contract negotiations Are back on the table So Todd called Gorilla Monsoon This morning to confirm But he didn't get an answer However An action zone camera Caught Gorilla In his car Earlier today <laughs> In a big fucking Buick Yeah <laughs> like, It's unbelievable And Gorilla has no comment Right now But he says that There's a stand and being formulated, you know, the president voice, yeah. you know that yada, voice. Yada, yada, yada. Yeah. Watch Raw, I'm gonna, I'm gonna deliver it tomorrow on Raw. So we cut back to Todd and Doc acting all confused, like, well, what happened? And then we get so a quick uh, WWF on AOL bumper finally another superstar's memory from february of 1991 it's where brother love introduced paul bearer as the undertaker's new manager so weird I, why was brother love involved in the first place i still that bothers me i guess that maybe they wanted bearer but they didn't get him yet or they just figured Or it's
1: what brother love has said also about how it's like you either do this or you do that and vince gave him an ultimatum and he was just like okay i'll just do backstage and this was him like passing off what he was doing well
0: he actually might have taken time off he was gone in march until uh late 92
1: yeah, I don't but i that saying, was Vince why. Vince also did, he he always talks about some kind of ultimatum between like being part of the show and not and being part of the show. Better backstage, yeah. good yeah.
0: performer, Bruce Pritchard. in yeah. all seriousness, but much better backstage. Mm-hmm. Anyway, this is all to segue into the Mind Games final curtain match coming up, Undertaker versus Goldust. The big stipulation here is you must win by pinfall and there must be a winner. So basically you have to win by pinfall. It's a match. How else can there be a winner if it's you don't just win? A, it's a
1: fucking match, yeah. Joe.
0: Well, pinfall only though. So it's, it's the, not just a match. It's the final curtain or whatever. Uh, that means What nothing. does that have to
1: do with the curtain? In nothing is final okay, curtain. Okay, enough. we listen, this fucking action zone.
0: It's horrible. Yeah. We never I'm not doing this ever again. Yeah. Done. Okay. Like I'm done doing action zone. No <laughs> and, more glass table until I'm 10 sorry episodes from now when when you want to do it again. Next season yeah. when we do another one yeah. but they don't mention that this is the last zone as they talk about how they have their new must see TV well, that's lineup.
1: There's that other episode after this or whatever. The UK only. Episode,
0: so they don't know. But on his way off the set, I don't know if you caught this, Todd says, I'll never work with you again to Doc, <laughs> which is funny. Say goodbye, Doc. Goodbye. goodbye. Never work with Doc. you again. Never.
1: Never. Very fitting way to end it. Yeah, very quiet too to like to end action tone in the U.S. at
0: least. Yep, and that really is like I said, symbolic of the end of an era, the end of the new generation, the Todd yeah. and Doc era. I mean, Todd and Doc would both still be there, mm-hmm. but we would never have this show again. In we, other capacities. Yeah,
1: they we, go they go hideous it up on live wire and stuff. Yeah, but we would never have Mania again, right?
0: We would uh, start Livewire. We would have uh, Stephanie Wine. Is she gone? Oh, she's long gone. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Vince would be returning to Raw shortly. Thank God. Get Kevin Kelly out of Raw. Yeah. He'd be gone for a while from Raw. Send him back to the Wire or whatever. That was an interesting glimpse into a weird transition period for WWF Quinn. Some stuff worked. Obviously, Mm -hmm. the Brett return worked. Yeah. The Austin stuff worked. Gladiator Farouk did not. Right. (laughs) Uh, Fake Razor and Diesel did not. The main thing is they were trying. Exactly. They knew that they had been stagnant. Mm -hmm. They knew that they had lost a lot of talent uh, in 96 Razor and Diesel, especially, Mm -hmm. and they knew that they needed to do something. And over the next six months, they would. So it's an interesting uh, look into that transitional period. But holy shit. Am I glad
1: the action zone is over? What a terrible show. <laughs> it's so much. It's a real piece. I, and It's amazing that from first to last of The Glass Table, it never got better. The
0: only thing that... Yeah, no. It actually got worse because at least in the original one, they had these little segments.
1: Yeah. Like, you know... Oh, yeah, with the... Backland or whatever. Yeah, right, with the Lady stuff, the
0: Zone and all that. Like, none of that anymore. That's all gone. Now it's just a recap show. Now it's just a recap show. Uh, But, folks, thank you so much for sticking with us here. I know this was a a bear of a review, but uh, next week we will be back with something better, hopefully. Maybe we'll get something good next week, uh, Quinn. Until next time, be sure to uh, check us out on Twitter at OVP Podcast. Email us and send in a topic. Will You Stop? You can do that at at gmail.com. Check out the Patreon, patreon.com slash ovppodcast. And if you have Apple Podcasts, iTunes, leave us a review please. But until next time, I am Joe Morata. That's Michael Quinn. Thanks for being with us and we will see you next week. See ya! Let's talk about this for a second. You know, in the 10 years of World Wrestling Federation superstars, there's been a lot of, shall we say, interesting characters. Well, right now, let's take a look at some of them. Coming down the aisle, the big boss man, Slaughter, the Moti, the, the head shrinkers, on the Shango, Gonzalez
1: Haku, Hakushi, Steamboat, Boat, Kama, Kababa, the
0: Nasty Boys, the Steiner Brothers, the Rougeau Brothers, the Legion of Doom, Tornado, Earthquake, Typhoon, Monsoon! When you, you stop! stop, stop, stop.